Well, before we begin this episode of Video Game Apocalypse, I'd just like to say that this episode is dedicated to Jacob Royal's friend Paul. Uh, Jacob Royal on Twitter said, Could you dedicate the next episode of VGA to my friend Paul? He turned me on to dudes. I might be <laughs> truncating that. He turned me on to you dudes in the first uh, place. And he started by saying, Love you guys. So thank you very much, Jacob Royal. This is Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas. With me in the kitchen studio are... Uh, Tyler Wilde. And? Christopher Antistam. And? Henry Gilbert. And you got the hey most no. enthusiastic uh, intro. Thank you. Because yeah. it's been forever since yeah. you've been on. Sorry. Not I, only forever. I've had a, I've had a lot of, uh, you know, work demands, but hmm. uh, taking this week off. Sounds like a lie. Feel like, I don't feel think like I've ever been on the show with you. Games. No, I don't think so. Well, I've got a pint of Jack Daniels next to me, so we'll Boom! see. That's, that's always a great sign. We'll see everything. who can be more enthusiastic, mm-hmm. Henry. Uh, well, you had Jack Daniels. I just ate some Chobani Greek yogurt. Oh, <laughs> my God. Someone ran away with a yellow ribbon, the gay Watt fair. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> so, uh, as we're recording this, yeah. was it? It is a hate crime, Chris. The hate crime police are I hate that I said you. it. I hate you for saying it. <laughs> Me too. This is the feeling I get after every podcast. Can we just have fun? <laughs> Apparently uh, not. Oh, so um, we've got we've got an interesting show today. Today is July first, which means we are six months and one day into 2014. So, having reached the halfway mark for the year, it's as good a time as any to look back and say, "Hey, what are the best games to have come out this year so far?" This year sucked. It so far kind of does. <laughs> no it kind of does, but there are a few bright not. there are a few bright spots. Because we both looked at the IMDb or uh, excuse me, the the Metacritic list for games of this year and the highest rated game on Metacritic for 2014 is VVVVV yeah, for the for, iPhone. For iOS. That game is like 4 years old. It was out on 3DS like two years ago. Well, because mm. everything's waiting for 2015. Like, this year kind of sucks. No, it, it to, just, it just at the Also, VVVVVV is a fantastic game. Was, did I pronounce it wrong? It's six Vs. <laughs> I might have said one extra. I, I don't know. I believe you did. Yeah. It's pronounced V. Is it pronounced V? God maybe. damn it. Don't say things like that, because that made Chris. too much sense. What? Oh, my word. You had an accident. I had an accident. My beer's... Time time for a new diaper. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Okay. All right. So, let's get started with our top five games of 2014 so far. We'll Mm -hmm. revisit this list in six months, There were some terrible... Yeah, there were good games this this so far. There 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 were a lot of good games. Can we say that? that There was a lot of, like, DLC or new episodes of games released last year Mm -hmm. that were fantastic. Mm -hmm. And rated very well. Yeah. They're just not games of 2014. Yeah, did The yep. La- uh, Last of Us Left Behind come out this year? Yes. Yes. Okay, that was great we, DLC. Yes. I, I, it's not I, a game. I so. move, we talk about DLC after we get through the list. Oh, okay. okay. And then, yes, move on. Or we can do it before. No, 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 no. Okay. No, let's talk about the games. All right. Number five. Please, I will say, we much business to discuss. Conquer? Basically, we need you to infiltrate the Soviet consulate. Oh. We're taking some of our important technology, and it's imperative that we get it back in the right hands. As per usual, here's your mission or subscription. Don't take too many. Who here played jazz punk? Me. Me. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, you missed out. You missed out. You should. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I was playing a Nintendo game at the time. <laughs> Again, not objectively the best game that came out this year, but it was fucking fantastic. It's some of the most fun I've had all year. It's uh, like uh, the grin on my face. Yeah, oh like God, every yes. every like for the momentum of grinniness. 
while you're playing the game is super fun. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really rare expression of intentional slapstick comedy mm-hmm. in a game. Like mm-hmm. Most comedy in a game comes from like something that wasn't supposed to happen, a bug where someone mm-hmm. ragdolls it. But in this case, it's like... A they polygon just, shooting through Naruto's groin. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and that's hilarious, but this is, is like... You, you take an action, and you've played a lot of games, there's an expected result, mm-hmm. and they always subvert it. Like, you yes. you go to do something, and it turns out your hand is like a wooden stick, and you drop it, <laughs> or whatever. Slapstick, is it one mm-hmm. of my best laugh-out-loud moments of a game is like, go down this hallway, and I just ignore the wet floor sign, and you just slip, like, <laughs> fast as shit into the wall. And it was like, it's that's the most basic form of slapstick that I've never seen done in a game. Yeah. Uh, surprised the shitter to me. Uh, First-person adventure, if you've never played it, really bizarre. And I, I was watching... Soviet Russia? No, no, no. It's it's like a sort of cyberpunky mm. 60s thing with like a very jazzy soundtrack, mm. but like everybody is like a 3D expression of like person, the, sign, the signs on uh, bathroom doors mm. that represent ah. people. That's mm. what everybody looks like. Mm. Um, but with, you know, definition and color and things like that. And you just wander around on these various missions, and I watched a playthrough. Just the first level had all this shit that I missed. That you never saw. Yeah. I never saw it. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, the first level was like, okay, wander around. Here's a bunch of people standing outside a movie theater. Uh, I'll click on one of them. Oh, they all fell over like dominoes. Mm-hmm. Go inside the theater. Uh, and it's just playing the, the Swing Wing commercial on a loop. This is like a toy from the 60s with a really obnoxious theme song. <laughs> and so you sit there and just like, okay, just tap the mouse and like just start smoking a cigar yes, and blowing, blowing it into people's people. faces, throwing popcorn, just being an <laughs> asshole, and then you leave. I don't know, it's just a funny subversion when like you yeah, expect yeah. to click a button, you expect a game thing to happen, mm-hmm. but then your character just starts harassing people <laughs> every time you click. <laughs> but that's all you can do. It's fantastic. It, it, I mean, it is... I don't know. I didn't want to pe- pigeonhole it as a game par- a parody of games because it's funny. Neat. You should mention pigeonholes. Oh, thanks for collecting the pigeons. Jesus. <laughs> secret pigeon pot pie recipe. <laughs> Please wait while they bake. <laughs> Just like me, I used to make. Mm-hmm. That noise. I have fourth degree burns all over my entire face. Ah, <laughs> uh, it burns. Ah, <laughs> uh, I have fourth degree burns all over my entire face. And so on. Repeat. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a parody of games so much as it identifies that when games try to do humor, yeah. most, most of them do one of two things. They give a character funny dialogue. Yeah. Or they try to parody game, like game mechanics mm-hmm. and stuff. In a way that you're still doing the bad game mechanics that yes. you're parodying, and mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. I guess that's a funny observation, but you're still making me do it. Whereas this is just like, has, has anyone done just like slapstick gameplay? Mm-hmm. And, and they try that, and it works really well. But yeah. Jazz Punk, $15, Fantastic. And worth every price. penny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hank, you going to play it now? Yeah, it does sound pretty fun. It is. I have nothing else fun. to play the rest of this uh, two months. The, the so. best thing I can say about it is you're like a you're a spy, and mm-hmm. you go get missions from whatever the commissioner guy, and then yeah. the, the, what, after he gives you a mission, he does he goes behind his desk and does like the fake walking down a staircase mm-hmm. thing, <laughs> and then if you go look behind the desk, he's just sleeping. <laughs> he says he'll be in the wine cellar, but yeah, he just walks down behind his desk and like he's sitting there like guzzling a bottle of wine or something. <laughs> 
And you take you take missional, which is a, a pill, and it sends you to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just just lots of weird things like. Uh, there's a sushi bar in the second level, and the guy keeps like putting drinks in front of you, and you drink it, and it's something disgusting like pigeon milk, and then you just uh, vomit it all over him. And then he gives you another disgusting drink and repeat over and over again. Uh, you you capture like spiders at one point, so you can throw them at a guy who's terrified of spiders, and then he runs around going ah spiders ah. <laughs> it's not really like the puzzle. There's any difficult puzzles to solve. It's just I actually got stuck. Really? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I was drinky. Yeah, it's, um, it's mostly a game where you go around discovering what things do. Yeah, and that's being it. Reminds me of the old point and click of like, what can't I do? Yeah, can I click and, on this? If I click on it, does something happen? And I think I spent like two or three hours just kind of doing nothing and not advancing, just messing around with whatever anything would do. And I, I should revisit the game. You can. Um what is it? You you dress up in drag and you have to apply your own makeup, and so you can you can give yourself like a horrible clown face or just smear it all over your face, and, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll see it as you're wandering around, but it won't really make any difference in the way people react to you. Exciting, <laughs> funny, yes. So fantastic game, Jazz Punk. Jazz uh, Punk. Definitely one of my five best mm-hmm. uh, this year. So let's move on. Number four. For a thousand years, the battle has been waged, with only the bravery of the Grand Wizard to protect his human followers. But even though the Wizard King is so undeniably cool, the Drow Elf armies continue their attacks. They seek the human's most treasured relic, the Stick of Truth. South Park, the Stick of Truth. Beautiful thing. I'm glad this is on the list. I'm glad it finally Mm. came together like it was announced a long time ago. It when THQ existed, mm-hmm. and that uh, I I think it really came together because Matt and Trey, Matt, Matt Stone, Trey Parker were very involved in it. Like, yes. and, like they wrote it, and they said, I I saw them give a panel about the game last year at Comic Con, like actually about a year ago this time, and one of their main points was just like that this writing this was like writing a whole season of the show like this could have Mm -hmm. been a season of the show and that they didn't think it would be that big they they compared it to Team America they said Uh. before they made Team America they're like well, we can just make a parody movie of a Michael Bay film with puppets. It'll be really easy. They came out the they other told side. The studio, like, we'll do it. And when they couldn't finish it on time, they had to keep waiving their money mm-hmm. and their back end deals. And seriously, it was crazy. Yeah, like, and that the puppets were way harder than they thought it was. Yeah. And then this time they said, like, wow, Skyrim's pretty cool. We want to make a game like Skyrim. Oh, my God. God, like how <laughs> stupid were we? This takes for fucking ever. I, I, I did know like a 2D Skyrim, sure. My, yeah. my dumb notion was that. I kept having to revisit Al Gore in the game. <laughs> and then I realized he has more dialogue here as a f- like fucking he does in real life. sixth level tertiary character in the game than he does in any like the show put together com- like every season the show put together combined. Yeah, wow. it's cool that and, this is another comedy game. Like yeah, that's mm-hmm. such a rare thing, and this one's yeah, another really yeah. good one. But we got two that actually work. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. some of it is some some of the like comedy in here. And I, I might be paraphrasing because we actually had like a, a feature about comedy in games recently that I am reminded of twice now. Um, it's just just the sheer amount of dialogue, like you were saying, mm. where you're gonna miss a lot of it unless you talk to people over and over again for no reason. Yeah, but like when you do a certain action that you're not sure is going to do something and it does something and that's something you didn't expect, like that's funny. Like the fact that you can walk around farting everywhere yeah. and everyone has a different <laughs> reaction to, to your fart. Oh God. I did it with butters and even like he, different inflections and 
Oh, stinky. Yeah. Like, he's got like six different ways to say oh that. <laughs> but then you can walk up to like NPCs and they'll all have a different mm-hmm. reaction to your fart, which is which so all, juvenile. And, and all Trey Parker and Matt Stone. So it's yeah. even more impressive. And it is, the, it is the world. It is the cartoon come to life. It looks just like the show. Yeah. I believe Anne said that it was the first time this Trey and Matt were required to make a map of the city like where things wow. lie in proximity with one another and it's exactly what you think it's like three <laughs> roads <laughs> with, with like school mall like it's it's, it's literally like it's like, a shitty little town like seven blocks they didn't put a lot of extra thought into the land but, it's <laughs> well, they, like, but they got everything like the shitty walk is city Mongolian walk? beef smell like yeah! Rhino Richie's asshole <laughs> that's so specific <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he recruits you like is. Mongolians have conquered his restaurant, so he gets you to uh, go out and beat up Mongolian kids so that they they'll think it's yeah. an unsafe neighborhood and they'll move away. <laughs> I, I, I remember one of the last things I did in the game was climb a Mongolian temple and kick people's asses with fireworks. Mm. This I game think, is. I, I need to go back and revisit this. An hour in or so. Yeah, I have. I am like I, halfway I through. I haven't played it yet. Unfortunately, I, I, I'm including it on your recommendation it's because great. I've heard nothing but good things. I, I, I haven't quite finished it, but it is really good. It's a really competent RPG. It's super. It's needlessly dense, like a, J, yeah. a needlessly dense JRPG mm-hmm. of yours. I mean, it's like what Obsidian, right? Uh, yeah, making you know a, a a pretty good RPG that like. Is good, like it's good you on the merits s- of its gameplay, which is an amazing thing to say for like a licensed game that is also good for the writing and execution of the license. Mm-hmm. But your your money comes to you in the form of like one to two cents. There are seven hundred variations on health items, and I have to imagine that's part of the game being intentionally obnoxious. Well, it was also yeah, it I, is hardcore really M rated. Like yeah. it, <laughs> it is as hard as any as any episode of the show. When I was at that panel and they they joked about an abortion level, uh, an abortion Ooh, clinic level, no. I heard when he said that I was like, "Well, this is a joke." These jokesters are saying, "Like, haha, they never get to put an abortion there's, clinic." There's level also in the game. a level where like you're shrunk down tiny and you're fighting on a bed where a couple is fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> With like swinging tits and everything. Nice. It is. Uh, and, and, uh, I have again. I haven't played it, so I, the most of the sounds I, I captured were from the uh, the intro and the tutorial. So apologies when I play this. Oh shit, dude! I think I see blood. Fucking nice, bro. It's exactly what you do to guys with armor like that. Okay, listen up. The key to surviving in battle is not to get hit in the balls. Clyde, it's your turn to attack. Douchebag, protect your balls. Protect your balls. Yeah, the Cartman explaining the game mechanics to you yeah. is, is hilarious. That's what you gotta do. And then, also, no matter what you put your name in, Cartman calls you... Everyone calls you douchebag. Yes. Cartman says, all right, you're douchebag, no matter what you write, which I thought was funny. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And and then you hear dialogue like this. You fought bravely on the battlefield, douchebag. Yeah, if you can make me a douchebag, like you sure can fight. Shut up, Scott. Nobody cares what you think. (laughs) (laughs) I wish Scott Butterworth was on this podcast. We could play that every (laughs) week. Let's file that, that so away. so mean. File that away. It's going to be back. We know uh, my, uh, I heard a, I saw a couple of be listening to that this. Was a, it was a joke. If he was on it, we would just do that to him. It wasn't. Yes. Oh, well, I don't yeah. really mean that. Butters, if you listen to this, I love you. You know that. <laughs> just, you know. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. So, yeah, South Park. Also pretty great. Moving on. Uh, wait, I did want to see. A couple of people brought it up. And it, to me, it's the most important thing ever right now. Is that this is a great license game. Uh, a game based on a television show, yes, and I, I believe which are I, fucking rare, are rare, and, and they will not become less rare. 
Do we mm-hmm. just saw even a, the Game of Thrones games are awful. Yes, and a movie, how do you fuck up Game of Thrones? There's a movie tie-in game. Telltale's on it. That recently came out that somebody I know reviewed uh, for the Transformers game. It's dog shit. It comes from a decent legacy of games that tie in with movies. Like there are no more movie tie-in games. Good television shows don't get games. Period. Let alone good ones. Mm. And, what about the Shield? Uh, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> now I know. I, and the Sopranos. Well, the oh, Jesus, I forgot about that. But the so did everyone else. There were Transformers games, but the good ones in recent memory were not based on the movies. They were made, no, but, but they, they were all made by but High Moon. The, but they the were, new they, one they is, came out to coincide with the movies. It, did they? Yes. I don't think Fall of Cybertron did. No, but there, there was the one that was based on the movie that was not bad. Which was which yeah. was developed by High Moon, yeah. which also did the other the Cybertron two games. and uh, the Cybertron series. Yeah. Okay. If we can if we can diverge and talk about this, I just reviewed this fucking game, mm-hmm. uh, Rise of the Dark Spark, mm-hmm. and it's basically another Cybertron game built by a different studio that ties into the movie mm-hmm. universe at the beginning and end, so it establishes Cybertron as the past of the movie universe, which is shitty. Yeah. I'm sorry, that fucking sucks. And the game itself is just a very boring, straightforward shooter. Mm-hmm. So um, not really worth it. I think. I, mean, I think they will get more rare, like you say, because yeah. the, the publishers or, or movie studios even are realizing that the popularity of your intellectual property no longer translates to sales and games, where yeah. it did used to, where it's just like we're going to make a Nintendo game with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and like mm-hmm. everyone's hyped about <laughs> movies. Miyamoto's going to work on it. Well, Six uh, different I, last action hero titles. I, w- I would amend that a little. I would say the popularity of your movie will not sell people on a sixty-dollar game. What no. it will sell people on is games. a endless runner for your uh, for your tablet. Yes, like that is a, a despicable yes. me one. Or and, something. and the only reason this is the exception is because of the lengthy delays and the fall of THQ. Like otherwise, mm. I don't think we'd have a yeah. ga- a game on a console based on a TV show in 2014. Well, like, period. The joke was that this was never going to come out because yeah. you you have Trey and Matt who mm. are kind of notorious perfectionists, mm. and then you've got and they did delay it. You've got Obsidian, which has never been able to deliver <laughs> a completed game on deadline before. <laughs> so I mean, their their games are always wonderful, but they're always off horribly glitchy up until mm, this and. Uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's finished. It's polished. It it actually had the time it needed to gestate and become a. I'm glad they took the time. You know, and a, one of the few a games short but complete product. <laughs> I could run at the highest possible resolution. And again, it seems like another joke. Yeah. Like yeah, that looks like construction paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it's kind of funny that like you know the the holy grail for so long was like mm. we want a game that looks like a, a cartoon you're playing. It couldn't. It's look- like. This, that's what this is. It couldn't it, look more like. It the just cartoon. doesn't look like the kind of cartoon we imagined in mm-hmm. like 1986 when we were saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised to find that they love South Park in the UK. Really? Oh, it's huge. When, oh, we, yeah. when we went to find someone to review it, our UK guys—they were don't like, have to rewrite all the guys jokes, so they're about chips and lorries. Jumped at it to mm-hmm. review it. They. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Big fans popular. of Pip. I think it's like well, I th- uh, maybe it's like how Simpsons is really big there too. Like it's something that that mocks American culture. That that is a a fun look at American. Culture. I th- if you want to know why I'm a big dork about animation, it's that it's easier to project anything onto animated characters, especially characters like South Park characters. Mm. True. Yeah. Animation lasts forever and crosses boundaries. Fuck your sitcom, Chuck Lorre. Number three. Good segue. In those eyes. Oh boy. How do I put it? They've a strong sense of duty. Like whatever you start, you'll always see through, no matter what. 
You guys will do that, right? You'll finish this game. I never Bravely finished default? it. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I Bra- shame on you, Chris. I've never minutes. started it. I put like 60 hours into it, though. <laughs> Bravely default, wow. its biggest problem is that it it's keeps... It's really long. fucking ever, especially I, if you want the true ending. Yeah, Cooper told me about it. He's like, there, there's a true ending if you're willing to put in another uh, couple dozen hours. Let's not talk about its flaws when we're talking about how it's but one of the best games of the year. What it, what it does is put a modern spin on an ultra-classic... Like, I thought the paradigm shift from Final Fantasy XIII was the best way to do this, but this is, like, such a classic Final Fantasy game. Uh, to avoid, like I, I don't enjoy going back and playing the old Final Fantasy games, the old lengthy turn-based horseshit. Uh, this, this for some reason, with every character having a different uh, ATB meter, I don't know. I really like commutes, especially like my entire hour. Never looked at my phone once. Uh, would would play this game constantly. Come mm-hmm. home, play it for hours, and just it just grind. I love grinding in this game. No, it's a great it's it's a great throwback. Like mm-hmm. it was. Originally developed to be a sequel to uh, like the Warriors of Light, crummy oh, kind oh. of FF game, but that it was going to get remade. Like then they just said, like, no, we want to break off from FF and make our own thing. And that in America, there's no there's no real Final Fantasy tie-in in the title. Mm-hmm. In, in, the, in Japan, it's called like Flying Fairies. Yeah, yeah bravely Flying default Fairy. Flying Fairy. Flying just Fairy. to get FF in it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is ah, it is very much like. I mean, it's. I think it's running on a very similar, if not the same, engine as the Final Fantasy three and two yeah. remakes, and or sorry, Final Fantasy three and four slash two, as it was called in America. Blah blah that blah blah. Would blah. explain the art style. But yeah, no, it was. They hired the same artist. Like, and it's it's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Like it and and it plays a lot like Final Fantasy five, one of my favorite mm-hmm. RPGs ever. Primarily known for putting very revealing costumes on underage-looking characters, which they do and make jokes about, and it's really weird. Okay, but there, yeah, there. It has a, an extensive job system. It has a turn-based combat. The storyline is really interesting. Like it has a has a shitload of voice acting, and so, it does something that I really wish a lot of Japanese RPGs would do, which is auto-playing mm-hmm. uh, dialogue. Like since mm. I think. Most yes, dialogue you don't have in, to continually yes. hit A to advance. Most dialogue in pretty much every cutscene is spoken, and so they just speak, and then they'll just keep going. And, and from the first syllable, you can skip past it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the, the voice acting in this. It's, it's just wonderfully cheesy. It's... A fine sea breeze foretelling its death is a hoax in poor taste. What does that even mean? It's, it's slightly better than the average RPG, <laughs> but it, I think it has to be a, a reasonable amount of terrible to be traditional. It's a lot of authentic. It's a lot of fun. I also really do like the the, the brave in default system. Like oh, that's that, so great! It is such a cool. It, it is innovative. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people talk it up because it is such a throwback, and it's fun to play a throwback after you know a Square in particular had kind of left alone harder core classic style JRPGs and if you had to boil that down you have four characters and you can basically if you're willing to sacrifice yourself you can pull off 16 moves on your first move and then the but if you don't kill the enemy they will get four moves where you don't do anything you like are not you, allowed to do anything it's a really neat gambling oh, system of just yeah. like or you could say I'm going to wait three turns to mm-hmm. do seven attacks at once to yeah. build up Brave, like you go brave, as in I am brave, and I am going to use. I'm going to spend all my extra energy and do two attacks in one turn, or one attack in one or turn. Or you can default, which is guard, and hold on to your turns. You can go into negative turns. Uh, mm-hmm. It's and just build it up, and you can do special moves and all it's a nice that. System. It, it's a really neat way to keep to do turn-based combat. So now, one of the reasons it's so long, I, I read somewhere you have to play it over and over again. Like sort of. you have you, to replay the story. Kind of yes, yes. yeah. That you have to re 
I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, you kind of have to redo uh, multiple dungeons. Like, now I get all the crystals again. Like, and yes, it is. It's Japan. It is final. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say it's a Final Fantasy game in that way. Like, yeah, it's crystals. Get the four see crystals. The exaggerated kabuki frown on my face right now. I know. Look, it is. That was that, to me. That's the shortcoming of the game is that it was so adherent to the formula that it needed to feel like it. It felt like it needed to be eighty hours long, mm-hmm. which I, I think it would have had a much better time. If it was shorter, but the great one of the greatest things that it does is the street pass system on the 3ds, which no game ever utilizes in a useful way, almost never. There, there's more than you think, but yeah, I know what you mean. Well, what, what, what is the most useful Rusty street slugger? Fine, you know? no, it's not because then you just talk to people and get outfits. That's horseshit. So in Final like Fantasy, what's something? What's the coolest part about the battles in a Final Fantasy game, Michael? Uh, summons. Summons. God, that, I didn't even. Fucking prompt him. Hmm. Uh, summons. So when you street pass somebody, you summon them. So ah. I can be on a train with someone who's like level 99, and I can summon him. Nice. Uh, and, and he gets stronger the more we street pass one another. And uh, he can help you defeat... Like, I really grazed through the opening just because like, I had people in my office who were playing uh, a lot. And I would just mm-hmm. summon all these people, these badass powers. Yeah, he's, he'll, he'll heal the whole group, give us all our magic back. It's great. Uh, it's great. It's, it's one of the best implementations, gameplay-wise, that street pass has ever done. Yeah, and I I really liked uh, Jeremy Parrish at US Gamer. Like, uh, he was a cool dude. He he wrote this. You don't know us gamers. He he, he wrote an interesting uh, interview. He wrote up an interesting interview he had with like the guy who's running the Final Fantasy division now. Okay. In uh, at Square Enix, and he was very shocked. The, the it's guy Brett Ratner, by the way. It's, oh, okay. it's not a, it's not good news. The guy yeah. who's running Final Fantasy was very surprised that they put out Lightning Returns this year, mm-hmm. which kind of wasn't that big of a success. And that, like, in a way, Bravely Default, like, which Square Enix didn't even publish in America, Nintendo did, mm-hmm. that that it sold uh, it com- it sold comparably, if not more so, than uh, Lightning Returns, which available is, like, on multiple platforms. Yeah, which really confused them. They're like, wait, this is a game we this is an old school game we didn't even think you Americans liked, and here was this game we made Lightning Returns that we thought we were making for you guys. Uh-huh. And the, the shittiest thing is that that was somehow interpreted. I saw something from Square Enix like, yeah, that's with message received loud and clear. This is all we do now. I'm like, that wasn't really it either. It was sort of like I if, hope it doesn't go. That if way. if like Mega Man Nine received like all these accolades and sold all these games, and Capcom's like, that's all we do now. Mm-hmm. We do retro versions of what built us. That's it. And like, man, that really freaks me out. I do like. I do like modern 3D Final Fantasies. Did Final Fantasy 15 show up at E3 at all? Hell no. No? no it wasn't there in our Kingdom uh, Hearts 3. I think Bravely Default especially got a lot of positive word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that definitely helped. And I don't, I don't know, for me, for the Final Fantasy 13 series, I got turned off mm-hmm. Final Fantasy at, at 13. It's just like this is just a bunch of really long, exquisitely detailed cutscenes it's not really what I want in a game. Until you get 30 hours. And, and it, <laughs> I'm not joking. I know you're not joking. I'm not joking. It becomes a Final <laughs> Fantasy game 30 hours in. That's not a draw for me. Once it's done teaching you the combat 8 hours in, uh-huh. after this, this uh-huh. fucking long Kojima-esque cutscene parade... <laughs> yeah, I, interspersed I really, with like, interactivity, and this game has none of that. It's great. Yeah, I do yeah. wonder if like then if another thing like Bravely Default on that level mm-hmm. comes out uh, within like nine months or a year from now, like if people won't, it will be like, but I just play like they maybe really embraced Bravely Default because it was the first one in like five years that mm-hmm. they gotten from Square that they got directly from Square, like, that it wasn't 
uh, from a smaller publisher like Atlas or NIS or Axis. And so maybe that's also why it got... People were so enthusiastic for it. But I, I think it was just such a great, great. great throwback and, to, to what make RPGs. And that's that's RPGs good. That, that makes me really interested in it also because... Uh, you know, I spent the last several years thinking I don't like JRPGs anymore. Yes. I don't like the aesthetic. I don't like the the formula. It's I don't just like the, objectifying uh, preteens. <laughs> that too. They're not for me. And then I went and played uh, Final Fantasy VI when it came out on iOS. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is fantastic. This this reminds me of why I love this genre. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the fifteen my, years. The ago. last thing I'll say about Bravely Default it. It really validated every Final Fantasy memory you ever had. As in, this is, this was not just nostalgia. This formula still works. Yeah, that yeah. made me really happy. Now, are there are there multiple characters with amnesia? Is there is there <laughs> is there a spunky princess? Is there an obvious plot twist that the game seems to think is not obvious? Yeah, yeah sure. But you know, that's fun in a way too. Is there voice acting that sounds like this? That was all one girl. Yeah. Well, Let our bodies be. Listening to that, it's just like, oh, serious. Oh, building tension. Oh, the pillow fight. <laughs> <laughs> it gets so much worse than that, you can't even imagine. Uh, <laughs> I can't There's imagine. a certain scene that, like, uh, never mind. I'm done talking about it. Yeah, I, I do on. love Bradley Default. Everybody get it. It's great. Number two. Long ago, in a walled-off land far to the north. Not past the wall. king built a great kingdom. I believe they called it Drang Lake. No. Dark Souls 2. Love it. <laughs> I don't know. I can't say... Because I, I, I feel like I barely scratched the surface of Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, but it what it did is validate what's good about gaming and why everybody's doing it wrong. Sure. And... Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not into that masochistic it's shit. Not, having, it's not masochistic at all. It's just hard and doesn't fucking doesn't guide you with uh, glowing... Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it's... so nice. It's, yeah, pouring, pouring Chris a you know, glass uh, of Jack Chris Daniels. was so sad that it's after seven juice. beers, he didn't have any <laughs> other beers left. Uh, I'm, I'm here have, to help. Are I you seriously out of beer? I might have to stay awake with my thoughts later. You don't understand what that's like. Um, but just... I, I hope the message is received loud and clear by other publishers. Like, just occasionally this open-world nonsense and this, this shitty desire to be a B-movie is totally worthless because Dark Souls just throws you into this environment. Yeah, it is and, an open world. It, it, well, to some extent. You can't go everywhere. You'll get fucking punished. Oh, yeah. If you go, if you go to the but wrong you, place. you can try. But that's the thing. You get to learn that yourself. Yeah. You get to know... You get, you get to die and... It, and you're not, and because your souls are left behind, you're not totally penalized. I don't know. It's, it's well, I I started playing it last night mm-hmm. when you and Henry recommended it for this list, and it's like, okay, this is obviously overdue. I bought it during the summer sale. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking play this shit. Shit, was that on sale for the PC? The uh, yeah, it was, it was like down to 30, 33 bucks, but mm-hmm. it's like that's still better than the price on Amazon, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am waiting to play the whole thing till I get the PC version. I have the 360 version. Ooh. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got the PC version. I uh, played that, and it's it's really interesting having not really played a Dark Souls before. Like, they say, you, I mean, you say there's no hand holding. There yeah. is like literally. No one tells no, you what to do. No clue mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. There are no way markers. There's nobody saying, hey, I've got a quest for you. Go mm-hmm. do this. And the first thing you see is like a cat that talks and says nothing. 
Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's just, it talks well, to you, and then it lets you buy some items that mm-hmm. you can't afford. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of have to wander off. Like, somebody will say, like, oh, well, if you go this way, there's this thing and this thing in this other direction. Mm-hmm. If you, like, talk to them about ten times. But it, it's really just explore, figure out, kind of t- test your limits continually, mm-hmm. and die a lot. Hold on to your souls. They're all that keep you from going hollow. Oh, I'll fool you no longer. You lose your souls. This music. All of them. Over and over again. Moment of honesty. <laughs> right at the beginning of the game. It's it's just it's so great. It it teaches you to think in the way that old games did. Kind if of. you behave like this, you'll fucking die. Mm-hmm. And there is no death is not a penalty in games anymore. It's a real all. penalty here. And it's it is and, and it isn't. It, it, you know, I don't I don't like. I feel like the masochistic shit was in the marketing. Actually, that, that was you know that's Breton. Uh, Mike talking like yeah. the market is like you'll die prepare to be punished and it's like it's not exactly like that yeah. your souls always are, are sitting there you're, you're uh-huh. literally yourself everything you left is right here where you left it uh-huh. you just have to go see, receive it and sometimes really, you all, lose it all the souls are is money yeah. essentially they're just money and it's like okay if you die you'll lose all your gold and you'll have to backtrack to the point where you died uh, if you die again trying to, to reclaim it you will lose it all for good mm-hmm. which sucks but I, I kind of, if I were to boil it down so far, there are two sources of fun here. Mm-hmm. One of them is in the exploration that mm-hmm. I'm like continually finding new areas. And it's like, okay, well, I, I got my stuff back. Uh, maybe I'll push a little bit further. Oh, I died again. Uh, the other is getting the stuff back because yeah. it's it's sort of yeah. like, it's fun for the yeah. same reason gambling is quote unquote fun. Yeah. And that it's just like, I just lost everything. Now I have to keep playing to reclaim Ty- it. Tyler's a big gambler. So imagine... I like to gamble. Imagine you're at the craps table. You lose all your money and the, and the dealer's like, yo dude, all your money's right out there on that uh, oh, Treasure yeah. Island log. You just have to climb up that pirate ship and dodge the flame. <laughs> you can get it right back again. You can get it. Yeah. Go Except what's so insidious about gambling is... All your money is the stack of chips sitting next to him, and you got another hundred dollar bill in your pocket, and you can get those chips back. But yeah, again, it's just money though, and you you should be using that to up your well, skills. But you are gambling your, because if you die again, you'll you'll become the more you die, the more hollowed you become. Mm. The more hollowed you become, the weaker you become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and I've never been you're able risking, to turn back. You're, you are really risking something. I've never been able to turn back. I'm at the lowest well, it's just, of hollow. You know, gambling because I mean, the more money you put down on the craps table to get that money back. The less likely you can pay your rent. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh, the thing. Unlike that situation in real life, uh, I get the money back briefly, and then I buy uh, more attack power. Exactly. And that money's not gone now. Which I've all, invested it in something. Right. It's a lot like a casino in that way. I uh, wish the casino would let me up my defense. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I haven't I, played Dark Souls two or Dark yeah. Souls. You would, I think you would really love Dark. Well, Souls. I think I would. I just haven't. I haven't gotten into yeah. it yet, but I think I understand why people like it, and it's because I mean it's so. Do you see how, what the children when, like? Brett, can you stay with me for another forty-five minutes and watch me play Dark Souls? And he's like, "Oh, totally." Oh, I don't, yeah, I have to do this. I have to mm. do this. That's what a friend does. And uh, we sit there on the couch like oh. children. He's like, "No, go over there. Go." Over. And I've never needed a fucking human being to do that with me it's about to, the, to help me out. Just the joy. Of, I mean, I like. There are certain games I like that are very scripted experiences. I like Telltale's games where mm-hmm. I'm just choosing dialogue to see what happens. But there are so many games that just 
Well, they just—they have a script for you as the player, and you're just pressing buttons mm-hmm. in time with the script. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty campaigns, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. example. There's a certain, I mean, there's fun to be had there. I'm not going to discount. Yeah, like, but I mean, neither. I think we really miss the idea of just like but throw me it, into a world and let me learn for myself. Let me follow yeah. my own script. But let is anything outside of the Call of Duty multiplayer that much different than Mad Dog McCree? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck you. But like, I reviewed Ghosts, and I was like. Uh, okay, there was one time I could go up on a ledge and go a different direction, but other than that, it oh, was right, stab this guy. It was a shooting gallery, and then like <laughs> there's that sniper mission in every Call of Duty where they're like, "You take the guy on the left, mm-hmm. I'll take the guy." It's on because the right. of Gillies in the Mist. That's that's what started yeah, it, and, and they everybody it. loved that. So they're like, "Okay, let's do that every time." They're it's, like, "That's not actually what I, I I liked it then. It was new, but I don't want to be told what to do every single time. I want to just what if you just what if you just said." You have a gun, mm-hmm. uh, and there are a bunch of bad guys between you and your objective. Good luck. Like, what about that? Like, Tyler. That's... Tyler. None will have meaning, and you won't even care. <laughs> you'll be something other than human. That's, that's so perfect. A thing that feeds on souls. A hollow. Hank looks sad. That's no, I, do, I don't really have anything to do it, but yeah, I... I've seen all the hysteria over over Dark Souls, and I do think it is really cool. But I, I, I like. I get why people like it, but I also think that like, I know people say it's not mm-hmm. masochistic, but it does feel like why. It's like n- nostalgia mixed with masochism. I, I like, don't it is think just so. like I don't, I don't you, think it's masochistic. It's more like operating without a safety net and like going through an area and saying like, okay, if I go slightly off this path, there's a really huge dude over there. Yeah, dude. Can, can I can I mess with him? Oh nope nope nope. I can't. I if can't. I, if that I, was a bad idea. If I handed you Super Mario Three today, would you be careful when mm. playing through the levels? You probably wouldn't. You would run well, no, because I like, would. Like, I always continue, and it doesn't yeah. matter if I die. As Mar- you, you, you said that more than anybody. Like lives are meaningless in a Mario game, but mm-hmm. like, but that, but Mario, those early Mario games really trained you to be careful. With Super Mario Brothers, sorry, did. Yes. Super yes. Mario Brothers Super Mario. To, to be careful and learn the rules of the. Uh, and so when you encounter something you've never seen before, you have a you have a little bit of an instinct on how to deal mm-hmm. with things. Well, I do like. I, I played uh, a good game recently, the Shovel Knight, mm-hmm. a game oh, I yes. kickstarted, and that has uh, that has a Dark Souls aspect to it. Like you, hmm. it's all about collecting money in a very Scrooge McDuck way. You lose shit when oh, you yeah, die. Yeah, you, you lose die. Yeah. yeah, and there are money bags that are floating around, mm-hmm. and if you can't get it your next time, you die before you get the, those bags of money. They disappear, and yeah, you've sh- lost. Shovel them. Knight's a lot of fun. It was up for consideration for this list. I, I played a I few would, levels. I just haven't like, had yeah, enough time to quite. think about it. Uh, like, yeah, it just it, it just came out of nowhere. Top for ten, me. maybe. People but were not freaking out about it. Like well, I said, it's, it's, I kickstarted. It's, it's, so. Yeah, it's I, from the the uh, like a couple uh, cast offs from Way Forward, mm-hmm. and the composer of Mega Man One's music is. Made I think she worked on it. Uh, she worked on the music, yeah. and music's fantastic. It's, it's fine. It just I, I honestly will not give Game of the Year status to a throwback. Okay. You can't. You cannot look at everything. Were you the, just praising Dark Souls for being a throwback? But it does things new. Dude, this is totally new. <laughs> yes, the best thing true. about Dark Souls is that it proves everybody wrong about the, like a lot of the games that have been... I don't want to get into specifics, that have been highly praised for the last couple of years that I find very boring. Hmm. Like That's not what gamers want. I like that it's been successful. And that its yeah. success proves yes. Dude, it, you can't predict... I can't be as articulate like. as other people can, but I know people will agree with me. It proves 
it proves people were wrong about the game that they were making. This is the experience that gamers were after. It's just we weren't being given it. Well, it's an experience a lot of gamers were after, and I think it is a shame that a lot of people will be scared off by the don't be scared of difficulty. But really, it's not it, difficult. It's not about difficulty. It's mm-hmm. about caution. Mm-hmm. It's about learning. Like okay. Early on, there are certain areas I should not go because I will get my ass kicked. But yes. if I stick to the path and am careful about mm-hmm. the way I approach these threats and do it through trial and error and knowing... There are so many things you can run, away, you can run around yes. and run away from. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, can run, you can always run away. No, I mean, so, uh, part of the joy of playing a game is learning, as mm-hmm. you get, learning something about the systems and then using that to your advantage, which like I feel is missing from a lot of games. Like God We gave it. Spelunky you would love this game, game of the year. Last year, yes, because did. great, uh, and and people you were mad that, about it. Tyler, but, you did that, but it 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 has that quality where it's just like, uh, I jumped down here and an arrow shot me, so the, a thing that looks like that is an arrow trap. I will know that, <laughs> and uh, then you go like, yeah. hey, I found a rock. If I throw it in front of the trap, will it trigger it? Oh, it does. Yeah, and okay, cool. Now I know how to do that, and like that's cool. And then you make more and more progress. And, and people, just... people fucking throw the word empowerment around all the time in games. But like I've never felt more powerful than when I'm armed with knowledge in Dark Souls. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Make me weak. Yeah. And then stronger with understanding and knowledge. Seriously, don't like, just make me strong. For no th- game. Oh, do that. we want the player to feel powerful, so we gave him a giant gun that just kills everything. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love games like that too. I love games that are just blatant power fantasies that make me feel like a conquering kind god. Of, but, but I like, prefer Dark Souls. It's way more Fine. satisfying yeah, I, to me when it's it's just like we're not just going to imbue you with power. You have to learn how to solve this I mean, problem. It, it, there's there's that thing in all games where like. Like say like even Super Meat Boy like this level is impossible you say after your first three play for playthroughs and you continue to play it and like I can't believe I got past that that reward is so feeling. much greater than mm-hmm. a fucking cutscene at the end of a corridor no I I love that feeling but I guess I I want to invest that in a game I you know I really should give Dark Souls a real try one of these days but or you maybe I'll, a college try I'll do it for I'll do it for Bloodborne <laughs> I will definitely do it for Bloodborne but I think you got to justify uh, that PS4 uh, like Super Meat Boy is different for me just because it is mm. just like it is it's such it's such a quick feeling to have just like oh, yeah. jump jump dead all right jump jump dead and, and Dark Souls is dead. not old school there's nothing like and it. Hotline Miami yeah. emulated that really well yeah there's oh, a really yeah. cool thing where it's just like that no, instant reset where you just excellent. keep trying keep trying keep trying and you get a little further every time and, it, and yeah. then you and do that your resets, run. your resets aren't instant in Dark Souls I, I, I stopped playing Hotline Miami because it was sometimes a slog even though I'm instantly yeah. restart but like I just it's suck tough. at this <laughs> I played it on Vita. Like that is a perfect place to play Hotline. I played it's way so better on PC yeah. than I played. I've tried on, recently on Vita on the plane, and I played way worse than I did on PC. Mm. The thing is, I played I played Hotline Miami the first time through, and like that, like wow, this is a really hard game. And then the second time through, when it came to Mac, I was playing it and realized like, oh shit, I can. Uh, I, I lock can... on to enemies by clicking the middle that? mouse wheel. I had no idea. Yeah. And it's just like thinking the whole time that my first playthrough is like, wow, this is great, but the controls are terrible. They're probably terrible on purpose. And how do you lock really on hard. the Vita? Tap on the screen. Yeah, it's, it's hard even when you know how to lock on, but it's just that sense of like, you start, you go through partway through a level and you go, okay, I can't do this problem, this problem, this is how I solved it. Mm-hmm. I can do that again and again and again. Take and this bitch through the door. And then you hit a new <laughs> asshole who you're like, I didn't know there was a guy in there. Fuck. There's a guy in the toilet. Shit. 
Just that learning through repetition is interesting to me. As long as it's rapid, it can be tedious. If when the music was perfect. Oh, the music's right. great, man. Oh, it made soundtrack. you keep going. It, Moon. Tyler, you need to play Dark Souls. So yeah, oh, well. Hotline Miami, told one that. of our top games. Also, also, 1001 Spikes came out this year. If you like yeah. that sort of difficulty and that sort of trial and error Ooh, learning things. gameplay. Shovel Knights is better, though. Uh, they're they're very different games. I had no trial and error with Shovel Knights. I passed almost everything all the time. Yeah, me too. Because we're we're awesome. And I guess you guys are better right. players yes, than yes, yes. Great. I'm beating it right now. I am excellent <laughs> at playing <laughs> on this laptop. I'm excellent at eight bit games, which really this is a sixteen bit game. They're selling it as an NES throwback. It's a SNES what? throwback, Super Nintendo, if anything. What? It looks Shovel Knight? it looks too good for an NES. Uh, game. No, barely. NES it's game. not. No, I, I, we could talk about that all night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But my my point is, I'm super good at old school games, and that's why all the ladies want to fuck me. Exactly. That's what I heard. It's not the number one sound, but it's a a sea of moistening vaginas from me and Michael (laughs) Raparis. Gross. I mean, yay. (laughs) (laughs) It's gross when you say it. Dutifully (laughs) married. Dutifully married. Can't be the case. This can't be true. I didn't think you put this list. at number one, but it is it is the thing I got you the most. You guys were kind in, of insistent about it. I got the most enjoyed. You fucking loved it, Tyler. And yeah. I haven't seen you touch a controller in like in it in like two oh, years. Oh, I played like ten races, but But you were transfixed. You were having a great time. Until you were frustrated like I was racing fine and the game made me <laughs> That's what Mario Kart does. That's Tyler, does. Tyler, how can you dislike this? Listen to how much fun Mario's having. Dude, it's a fucking fiddle and yelling Italians. It's, it's great. It's, it's like the Titanic. It it's is great. great, and it and it brings me back. But that's, I think, the most praise I can give it is that it brings me back. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah, they like, oh, you can go underwater. There's new sort of... Uh, a couple new mechanics, and, like, mm-hmm. it looks good, and Luigi has a funny stare. But that's the dumb. most it does is bring me back to playing on my N64. I don't know. It made it feel new again to me, like in in ways. It, like it did that, make me care and, about my racing mechanics. Though I did like Mario Kart Seven, and yeah, mm-hmm. it it uh, it's just so gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. it is so it's a really beautiful. pretty. I think game. also I need to recognize, like I don't have any problem with game series rehashing the same thing when it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I need to start to recognize that um, mm-hmm. you guys are older than me, but I'm almost thirty, and. It is okay to bring this to a new audience who yeah. didn't play it on this N64. It's, it's worked on every it's audience. It's okay and great. It's worked and on every audience Great for them history. That, that they get mm-hmm. a great Mario Kart. Yeah. And I had a great Mario Kart when I was a kid. And we all get more great Mario Karts. I can't be mad about that. Can you I pass just... that along to the new Chipmunk movie? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it changed up. It changed up some of the uh, the weapon configurations. The 12 racers the at a time. The blue shell is no longer unbeatable. It, yeah, you've got the super horn. There's also like... Wah. The online is the best it, Nintendo's ever done with online. Which definitely. is still terrible. But, uh, but the best Nintendo's ever done. Not terrible. It's atrocious. Uh, you can even share <laughs> clips on YouTube, which is how we got the Luigi stare. Yeah, mm-hmm. Luigi and now everybody's great. trying to, to capture that, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's Death beautiful. It's, it's I actually I tried. I don't know how those guys got it. <laughs> you gotta get lucky, luck? I guess. Yeah, man. because mm-hmm. you you can't pick the camera angle that, that no. people look at you at. It's, it's all just luck. And I, I tried it with because I thought Donk, surely Donkey Kong has some very serious stares, and he's like 
always doing a perfect, non-threatening pose in the wrong direction. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's random, even the facial expressions and they make. What I did, and right. I can't decide whether to make a video out of it, somebody put in a perfect Adolf Hitler me, and he dominated. <laughs> Luigi <laughs> dominated. Luigi looks like he's driving by a courthouse after a verdict he doesn't agree with. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's walking out, the news cameras are there, and he's rolling time by. time to kill! Mm. Like, uh, the, the jury... The, the jury finds you not guilty, but I don't. <laughs> and there's just so many great details like that they were able to cl- get in because this is the first HD Mario Kart. Sure, like, yeah, it's beautiful. The background does so much. The characters look great. It's all colorful, just like gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And I really like the mechanic of anti-grav, like especially that bumping into another racer then actually gives you a speed boost, so you both kind of want to run into each other. Yeah. Like, that's fun. That's and cool. And the, in the remade retro stages, like I think sometimes those games, they can rest on their laurels when it comes to uh, recreating old stages in the game. But in this one, because of the Dude. anti-grav mechanic, they redid yeah. re- and really reimagined most of the retro Dude, stages. Donut planes being reimagined for 3D and all those new mechanics mm-hmm. that cannot be discounted as a lazy thing to do. They redesigned a level from the SNES version, yes, mm-hmm. for 3D and boost. And the GBA version. And, but but mm-hmm. just the donut planes. Went, like I, I think I may have seen this a SNES version. Uh, of one of the levels in 3D, but it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely gorgeous. It's a ridiculous looking level that you think wouldn't translate into 3D, and it does. And they did the Mario 64 Rainbow Road, oh, yeah. which is like one of my all time favorite courses. I actually am like in full admiration of that that tradition. That it's it is a tradition now that all yeah. Mario Kart games have legacy. Tracks. It's half and half. Yeah. Sixteen new ones, sixteen old ones. Yeah, and and that that was great. The and I don't think this has happened. The online progression because we did Laser Time on Twitch TV slash Laser Time and. Uh, YouTube.com slash Laser Time Network. We did a ton of live streams in tournaments, and all that progression counts towards uh, unlocking things. Wait, is there a turnpike course? Toad's Toad's turnpike, turnpike, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's an instant buy then. Yeah, that's the yes. N64. My, that's, that's like the my N64. favorite N64 yeah. course, yeah. That's, I'm also really uncomfortable with the. Uh, the, the freeway levels mm-hmm. where it's like these are actual like th- these look like real world cars and yeah. they exist in the mushroom kingdom <laughs> this is really strange and, and they race in these well the world of the game implies that like Mario owns his own tire company that <laughs> yeah. like that uh, Bowser has his own oil company that like they all the, there's a lot of very like cool signage they put up in there. Mm-hmm. it just I, I felt like it melted the heart of even the most cynical gamer and, Tyler and yet Mario um, Rose cigarettes do not exist in this universe <laughs> Universe anymore, apparently. Yeah. How is there not like a. I know there are cars racing games, but how is there not like a cars and planes kart racer where the cars are in carts? What? What? Yeah, that would oh, be great, man. but nobody makes kart racers anymore. Yeah. The, well, there actually was a new Garfield one for iOS. <laughs> yes, there was. Ugh. Garfield Kart. We we did a, we have a video up with that on hmm. YouTube, in, including this video, which. which <laughs> this is something Brett and I were joking about the music in Mario Kart. Right. Was. Nobody asked for it to be updated to this extent, but it's like a full band of like we didn't ask for this. Uh, for for me, just it it just seems like a 1920s putt putt car rolling down the road with a 16 piece orchestra just playing their hearts <laughs> out. That's what every song in Mario Kart f- sounds like. But it's a lot of brass, and we made this video, and I don't know if you guys have heard it. Can you hit play on that video, Michael? Mario, this, this is, this Princess Peach. 
Plato, it's not funny. Oh! <laughs> Wario! Alright. <laughs> That's a video we made on uh, Laser Time's YouTube Wario. channel. Wario! Wario! That's Morton not a bad Koopa uh, Oh, Plato, the musical guest. Featuring Waluigi! Shy Guy! Odette! Morton Cooper Jr. Musical guest for non blondes. <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy about that. And most of you listening were not and have never seen it. That was funny. Um, uh, I know, I love that video when you put it up. 1268 so views. <laughs> Thanks. Ellen Gleghorn. Yes, that's my favorite one to hear. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't happen. Uh, but it, everything came together about with Mario Kart Eight into something I liked as a fan of the, the series, and like as a new next gen game, this is great. Everybody needs to embrace this. I hear uh, uh, Wario and Bobby Moynihan have real creative <laughs> differences. <laughs> was that a Rick and Morty line? That was <laughs> no. sweet. So yeah, Mario Kart 8, pretty fucking great. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Put a pen in it, Michael. Yay. Well, I mean, I, I'd play a number zero sound right now, but I don't have one because I did promise we would talk about DLC some. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, Last of Us Left Behind. Yeah. I love that DLC so much. It was great. I, I, I kind of rolled my eyes at it conceptually because I was like, The Last of Us tells such a complete story. You don't need more of it. And this just feels weird to return to it. And when I played it, like, the worst parts of it were the combat. Like, but that's, like, less than half of it. The story, it is... It is them... Their storytelling maturing to a really good point. And especially, like, the flashback scenes... Technically, it's all flashback. It takes place... One thing I really love about Left Behind is that it covers something that was basically like almost a plot hole in Last of Us where I'm like, this character can't be alive. How can he be alive in the next part? Hmm. And then to then it explains it. It doesn't explain it great, but it explains it. And it also it, it gives real background to Ellie. Like it made hmm. Ellie a much more interesting character for me. Not that she was uninteresting. In it, no, but, but she, she was an amazing character. I think mm. is that you wanted to know more about her because yeah. she was like too amazing. And How did you cope with this universe so quickly and so mm. well? And she just got used to it. And mm. then also it, it, uh, I don't want to get spoiler in it, but it just took, it took a narrative risk that I was like, Oh, this is just going to be subtext. And, and that's cool that it's subtext. I mean, we can all just assume or put, put character intent into this. And then, they decide, like, no, we're not going to imply this anymore. Like, this this is... The, a exactly. thing happens that they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, this this is an implication. Like, and it's just an interesting step forward in, in, it's, a, in it's riskier storytelling that you've now, like, I come to expect from Naughty Dog. Like, mm-hmm. So, it, it was really great. Did anyone... Sorry. Hmm. No, I wasn't going to say anything. Did anyone I... play uh, Irrational as We Know It's last... Bioshock Yes, that's yes. worth a mention. Burial at it's, Sea, episode two, was did you fantastic. Play so I Burial did at mm. Sea now feels it feels like a very weird title to have for, for an irrational as dead like it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is well, how they chose uh, to die. I mean, uh, it's just a very irrational. If you had to have a swan song for that studio and that series, mm-hmm. like I think Burial at Sea was a nice way to go out. Mm-hmm. It ties up everything. 
uh, in the Bioshock mythos in a perhaps too neat package. Really? Yes. So it does seem like putting a pin in the series? Kind of, yeah. I, I didn't. That's hmm. not to say there won't be more Bioshock games. There will. Yes. You don't think so? Absolutely. Oh, there will. They probably not just won't be irrational. irrational. No. Yeah. Oh fuck! Do you think so? Oh, I know so. Yeah. Two K uh. already said they've they've said the coded words that mean we're making another one. It's like it's a they, very they valuable made, franchise. They already us. made one without it's a rational. Why wouldn't they make another one? Yeah, they will. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, I mean, you also have to think like there are a lot of people like us and a lot of big fans who know all about Irrational and all about the Bioshock yeah. games and know they like Bioshock One and Infinite more than two. But they also kind of like two's DLC Minerva's Den more. Mm-hmm. There, there are people like that, but there are also people who go, "Oh, a new Bioshock game." <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. two got I, too bad of a rap. No, yeah, I, know, I, good. I, I might good. at the end of the day might, might like two more than Infinite. No, two. I think I do. As yeah, well. I think I might. Me too. I, I didn't. I actually like. I loved Infinite when the credits rolled, yeah. and then like. Three weeks later, I was like, I'll never I didn't scene. love that as much as I thought I did. I think I actually like the Burial at Sea games better than mm. Infinite itself. Or the Burial mm, yeah. at Sea DLC, really? rather. Yes. I, I thought the, the story it told, like, you, you have to have played through Infinite to really understand the story. I but did. the story it tells was really, really good. It was... Because uh, you guys remember, you were over at the house and like, have you finished Bioshock yet? I'm like, no, I decided the last stage was too hard and I was stuck in a glitch with no health. Ah. Uh, and I don't care to do this. And we all, I'm like, oh, that would have been totally worth it to finish the game. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't for months. Uh, and, and shit, I can't, I've been, DLC is not in the budget for the unemployed. Ah. Um, but now I have to consider it and I hate you guys for that. Yep. Good. <laughs> what else came out? Uh, uh, well, Wolf Among Us. Uh, Technically, I think the first episode came out last year. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. like it's. I thought the second episode was weak, but it's been getting better and better well, and better. We, we were talking about that because I love the, the Telltale stuff. Like Walking Dead season two did come out into 2014. Mm-hmm. It's just not finished. Uh, mm-hmm. But I love the setting and characters more than I do uh, Wolf Among Us. But Wolf Among Us feels like Telltale really hitting the stride of whatever the fuck it is they're doing. Yeah, uh, it's really fun. I love that. I love. I love the idea of play- like rather than like a helpless girl in the woods. I love the idea. I'm playing as a detective who can transform it into a wolf, but doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it does things that bother me. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm I'm super enjoying it. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a scene where you like you just have the option to light a cigarette, and I just think that's cool. It's really <laughs> badass. Like in response to someone, one of the options is. Light a cigarette, yeah. and I'm like, of course I'm going to choose that. I did it, and uh, I was surprised. Like at the end, when I played it, it was like a very small percentage of the players <laughs> chose to light a cigarette. That's I, I mean, fuck them. The Constantine principle. Fuck everyone else. That's what you do, and whenever you like, you know, you're in a bad situation, but you don't want to let anyone know you're worried about it. You casually light a Whoa. cigarette. You mm-hmm. just blew my mind. As a smoker, that's exactly what I do. It's yeah. defiant. Yeah, in the middle of a serious conversation, my girlfriend, like, I need a cigarette. And she can't say anything. It's not like I'm saying I need a glass of juice. No. <laughs> no this is serious. I'm going outside and leaving you. Mm. It's uh, even more defined if you just do it right there. Just <laughs> light up in front of everybody, which is what you do. Um, yeah. Just so. say. Uh, I really did like that. It's just, I think the other games hit a little better. Um I'm so Tell Telltale hitting its stride with that formula is not this, to the same extent that the other games... Excel. So curious to see what happens with Game of Thrones because I, I want them to just advance on their formula and improve the engine and add, you know, maybe change some things up. I mean, what they have is good, but I think they can do Tales more. Tales from the Borderlands sounds pretty funny. 
That sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm not too invested in that world. But when I hear I heard about the E3 demo, it sounded very amusing. Yeah. But that's in, that, that was interesting to me that it's like, oh, it's funny. Yeah. There's so much room to, to be funny in the Telltale game series. And it, doesn't, it doesn't happen their that often. gameplay style works for a lot of different genres. Yeah, in games in general. You also mentioned Kentucky Road Zero, which yeah. the third episode came out, and it's it's the highest rated episode of all. Yeah, there's been a lot of time between those episodes, which is why it's hard for me to recommend it right now. But it's a fantastic game. It's so much fun. It's it, it it it's there's nothing horrific about it, but I treat it like a horror movie. It's it's. I turn out the lights. I put on headphones. I stare directly at my screen and try and tune everything else out. It, it's discomforting magical realism mm-hmm. that like where nothing is as it seems mm-hmm. and nothing works the way I don't know. Like in the first, like it's this mixed of mix of like sort of three D static camera shot moving around an area investigating things and text based mm-hmm. stuff. It's like a cool mix of like where there's actually text adventure stuff like in the first episode there's you can like go into this entirely text based uh, like uh, general store I think that yep. has like these fish tanks mm-hmm. and you just kind of read about oh this one has a glow coming you can put your hand yeah, you put into your hand. them and you get electrocuted yeah. and like you get, you get electrocuted you fall down you get back up but like one of my most vivid memories from the first episode is that scene and then I just remembered, like, recently, oh, that was all text. I think I've talked about that before, that, like, <laughs> I don't know, it's got a really good way of, like, getting into your head, and I... Weird-ass driving scenes, which is some stupid metagame that I always yeah, end up so losing weird. at. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's really I, I love... It's, it's like a hilarious bureaucracy simulator uh, run by retarded ghosts. <laughs> Developmentally <laughs> disabled ghosts, please. No, no, no. There, there's a very specific ailment with these ghosts. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. There's one part where you're in this like uh, uh, official building trying to get paperwork or something, and there's just a there's a floor full of bears. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, the you fourth floor is bears. You, you don't want to stop on that floor. Um, well, the, the first the first half of Broken Age was a really good game. That was too. good. Yeah, that's worth the mention. It was. Has uh, the second half not come I, out? I, no, it has not. It will be. I, I have faith it will come out this year. But I felt like it's it's actual game design parts, like you too closely to traditional mm-hmm. adventure games. Which that is what people paid for. Yeah, there's they, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. No, there is. That's is there? <laughs> dated and not very good game design to me. There have been. There are reasons to not Monkey make games Island like that isn't anymore. as good as we remember. Or is this if games have moved past it? There are improvements on it, and to to purposefully not use those is like. But that is what that's why people paid for that Kickstarter. For so it was yeah. sort of Tim Schafer saying like, "Let's never do this again." Yeah. <laughs> Here you got what you were asked for. Yeah, it's just and, like, and yet everybody thought it was brilliant. So no, it, it is. It is brilliant. Maybe too strong. A word, I think it's I, brilliant, but it's not. It's good. It's not a fantastic game. What I loved about it was that it, it reminded me why I liked old adventure games. That it was a vehicle for great writing. Yeah, I loved exploring that world. I didn't care for puzzles. I didn't care to. I didn't care much to figure them out. And a couple of them, when I got the thing, I was like, "You put shoes on the end of a ladder. This is stupid." <laughs> exactly. When that happened, like I was like, "Fuck this!" But the, all the dialogue was so funny. All the characters were smart. That's, that's why I think like, I feel like the puzzle stuff is kind of superfluous to it. It like, is. I'm yeah. kind of in it. Just to talk to great characters. The, th- with great the thesis voice of it is that Tim Schafer deserves a television show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, no. I yeah. mean, with the the stuff where it's just like the cereal boxes are coming down, the interactive right. stuff that's teaching you about the characters All is the great. Cereal boxes mm-hmm. are so oh, great. God, you can just keep going. So many cereal boxes, coming. and also like meeting the. I loved meeting the the wife in the uh, in the cult, the wife of the husband who like 
yeah. In the call, he was just like, yeah, you know, he had his midlife crisis. It's cool. I'm just going to let it play out. I, I like when the gameplay is expressing futility. You know, like, <laughs> you, you can do good stuff that way. Like, you know, going through the simulations uh, on the ship and stuff. Like, that's where it's good to me. Mm-hmm. And where it tries to actually be a puzzle game, it's not as good. I think it needs to be interactive. That yeah. game, that story. We were victim to a hug attack. <laughs> yeah. I love the I love that the yarn pals are just like when they're when they're after hours. They're like, hey, we, we don't care. Like this is our lunch break. <laughs> no, like that's why it needs to be interactive. Is that you can have those experiences. I mm-hmm. just think like the actual like put this on this to do this is just that's just silly and i don't know and and it ends in such an interesting way of like wow i want to see it gives you so many questions you want to see answered and it puts in so many new and such a new situation on that world finish it tonight hey you decided i can't believe you didn't it is like it is a two-hour game i tried playing it with my girlfriend it didn't work very well (laughs) sounds like a lot of that's happening lately Must defeat Mog Chothra. Other shit. I think that's it for DLC. Oh, right? sorry, we're just doing DLC. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about Rusty Slugger, but I feel like that's a whole other conversation. Yes. That's later. That's yeah. Late. All right, so we're going to take a little break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, There's some no Sniper releases. Elite Three. Nope. Yes, that comes out this week. Came out last week. Um, I just finished my. Came review. out last week for PC. Comes out for consoles this week. Got it. Yes. So uh, stay tuned. everybody, it's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch and comes in every so often to tell you to support the show. How about this week's topic, huh? Best games of the year so far? I don't really have a concept of year, and my favorite game is Rabies, because it's a daily struggle to survive with this horrific infection and not immediately turn on everyone in this apartment. <laughs> control, control, control. Ah, as always, there are a bunch of ways that you can support Veggie Game Apocalypse, none of them involving rabies, some of them involving rascals. But the biggest one, of course, is to subscribe on iTunes, rate and review the show, let Apple know you care about us, specifically, Video Game Apocalypse. Just hit five stars and say, hey, the raccoon told me to tell you this was a fantastic show. You should listen to it. It's amazing. They talk about video games. I don't know what those are because I usually play tennis, but they're a thing you can listen to. You can buy stuff through the Amazon links on lasertimepodcast.com. You don't have to buy the things that are actually advertised on lasertimepodcast.com. Just click on them. Amazon will know we sent you and we'll get a little cut, a tiny little cut of whatever you spend. We'll cost you a dime extra. And if, if you want to actually buy something from us, go to store.lasertimepodcast.com, buy a t-shirt with the terrifying skull logo. I wish it were a rat skull because I, I really like those, but um, you know, human skulls are fine too, uh, especially with weird cartridge foreheads that make them look like Frankenstein. <sighs> I, I, there's no accounting for taste. I don't understand you humans. You can comment on the articles on digigameapocalypse.com or on the forums and let us know what you do and don't like. Answer the question of the week. That's the most important thing. The more answers we get to question of the week, the more fairies get their wings every week. I'm, it might be I'm hallucinating because the rabies. This is really hard to control, you guys. Finally, uh, and most easily, you can tell a friend, right? Great things spread through word of mouth or bite of mouth like rabies. Just go up to a friend and say, hey, I have rabies. Chomp. And Oh, it actually says the word chomp on the script I'm reading off of. Uh, so, yeah, go, go bite them and uh, tell them, hey, also there's this great show um, you should listen to while you're in the hospital called Vigigame Game Apocalypse. It's about Vigigames, games, and uh, you can think about all the Vigigames games you're gonna play when your arm stops swelling. Okay, I think they're calling animal control on me, so that's my cue to leave and scurry back into the porch where no one can find me. Thanks for listening. Back to the show. <laughs>
And welcome back. It's our second segment, and that can only mean one thing. These are the new releases. Everybody cherish them. So probably biggest new release this week, uh, Sniper Elite 3, which I uh, I reviewed what for IGN. A, what a week. I, I am the voice on record for Sniper Elite 3. I reviewed it for PC Game or whatever. Games yeah. Radar has one as well. What'd you guys give it? me. Uh, I gave it a... Three out of five. I gave it... You gave, it's a six to you guys? That's fucking criminal. I gave it a six stars. It's a supernova. <laughs> I gave it a 70. Michael, what did you give I it? I gave it an 8.2 because You're I wrong. fucking love this game. Why not an 8.3? Be- well, I wanted to give it something <laughs> slightly better than what they gave Sniper Elite V2. <laughs> Be- they-, they gave that an 8, which I don't feel it deserves. Uh, we-, but okay. we gave it something in the 60s. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really fun game. This is so much or better. 50s. Sniper Elite 3 is really, really good, I think. Uh, it gives you these huge open battlefields. Uh, I... I- I fucking love the slow motion bullet kills. I don't care for them. I never got tired of them. I loved them. Yeah, for me, like the 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 the, the joy of like a great sniper shot is just mm-hmm. like that bit of like that intuition and reasoning where you're like, okay, is that? I think he's that far away, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to go up like an inch on the scope. You and like just... calculating wind coefficients. I, I remember him playing Battlefield Three, and he would just sit on his hill and like try and calibrate with his mind mm-hmm. the trajectory but drop of a bullet. The thing is, you're kind of guessing, and then when you but when you do but it, you can hold like, your breath and see exactly where it's going to land. I turn that off. Ah. Well, really? You gotta turn that off. Wait, turn off holding your breath? No, no, like you can hold your breath to steady it. In mm-hmm. Sniper Elite 3, though, on the sort of like normal tactical systems, it shows a red square mm-hmm. where your bullet's gonna hit. See, oh. I don't turn it off because for me, it's Why not about. Why you not turn it off? I'll, I'll tell you. It's not about the challenge of calculating where the shot will land, it's about saying. I'm going to shoot that asshole right through the eye. Boring. You know what? This time around, <laughs> I think I'm going to lance that dude's nuts with a bullet. Boring. Everybody no. goes for the nuts. <laughs> I fucking love it. This is the most spirited discussion. I'm going to try to get a heart shot. Oh, no, done. another long shot. No, I mean, to me, the joy of sniping is that, like, where you just intuit where to put the reticle, and you hit it, and you go, I, like, I something it. you mm-hmm. said. I did it. How did I How make did I do that? that shot? And then you go, oh, my God. To me... I tried, and I did it. Seeing where the bullet's going to go... Completely removes the joy out of it. Where I'm just, I'm just pointing. Well, we're clearly now. getting two different things out of this. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm reveling in the uh, adolescent power fantasy, <laughs> and you are reveling in the challenge that comes from turning uh, off the cool feature, <laughs> and that's okay. This yeah. is a Tyler Wilde. You're a big stupid sniper buff. Yeah, um, <laughs> sniping's fun. I do like that. In this game, they call it. Well, they call it focus mode when you hold your breath, mm-hmm. but they also call it in other places. They call it. Um, uh, release breath, I think, or uh, empty lung. I empty think is what empty lung. <laughs> yes, which That's is my favorite good. bar because they get a bonus. There are uh, so many games. That. There are so many games with sniping where they call it hold breath, and you do it, and you hear the character <gasps> go. <gasps> no sniper would ever fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> you do not go <gasps> and get a lung full of air before you shoot. You breathe out, and then on the in the natural pause where you've emptied your lungs. That's when you're steady and you shoot. You don't go... <gasps> it's ridiculous. I should say I've never held or filed, fired a real gun What in my if you're life. sniping underwater? 
Uh, well, in that case, what you want to do is inhale a deep breath ah, of water. Yes, a giant Sonic the Hedgehog bubble. Fill your lungs with water in order to balance Ooh, you, in order to create a neutral <laughs> a buoyancy. Yeah. I think that's what they did in the abyss, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what they did. But I think I think I gave it a seventy because there are quite a few bugs, and I really the AI is just it it ran into walls in pursuit of me. Yeah, that that was my big problem with it. The AI is. Fucking stupid. What system did you play it on? On primarily? PC. Okay. So AI would often do things like uh, if I was standing in the right place in a room, rather than coming into the room and shooting me, mm-hmm. they would stand outside the door to the room and fire directly at me. But if I'm standing at an angle to the door, they will f- stand there and fire into mm, the wall yeah. repeatedly. They would do things like there's a level where there's like this huge chasm. It's the last level and there's some bridges. And at one point, I triggered an alert, and rather than run across the bridges to kill me, these dudes just ran straight off cliffs and plummeted <laughs> to their deaths. <laughs> yeah. uh, there were times when I would Sergeant see... Sergeant Lemming, what are you doing? There were times <laughs> when I would see two guards occupying the same space. Uh, and then the frustrating part is if you shoot one of them, it doesn't count as a double kill. You just kill that yeah. one, and the other one's still alive. So there are and, problems there. I thought the sound design yeah. was pretty bad in that, really? like... Did, did you not think that when you heard a German soldier talking, it sounded like they were right next to you, no matter, even if they were 200 meters away? No. Oh, I, I maybe I had a weird problem then, because it always sounded like they were right next to me. I, there was no surround sound settings. Hmm. I have, like, 5.1 surround sound headphones that are designed for this kind of game, where it's, like, mm-hmm. a stealth game. I want to know where voices are coming from. It always sounded like they were... Like right next to me and all around me, wall huh. of sound. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that. I did think it was interesting though that the game has uh, stereoscopic 3D, which yeah. I think it playing it on PS4. It might be the first PS4 game that I've seen be, with 3D. You know, judging depth is important in a sniping game. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I, I just kind of figured the industry had given up on that. I stupid thought so trend. too. And uh, I don't like the third-person control. Like, it feels really cantankerous. Did you camera? play with a keyboard and mouse? Of course. Uh, what does that mean, third-person? Uh, for the character? Yeah, you're, it's a third-person shooter, but mm-hmm. obviously, like, you look through a scope sure. a lot of the time. But it's just, like, the camera kind of rotates a, at this point above his head and, like, either too slowly or too quickly. And it just... Too real? And too the, real. the FOV feels really low, so, like, I'm trying to... Feel the view, Henry. Look for mm. people around me, and I just... That but but the best thing I can say about it is it feels like a PC shooter from 2003, yeah. which is good because Medal of Honor Allied Assault. Storm is the beach of Normandy with my sniper. Rifle. One of my favorite <laughs> games ever, and this is like, and and that's what I was saying before about like my problem with modern shooters. I like the shooters that go like, uh, okay, you have a gun, you have an objective, and there's a bunch of Nazis in between you and that objective, and this is what. Sniper Elite 3 does. Mm-hmm. And so many other games go, okay, you have a gun. Now go here. Now go here. Now sh- shoot him. Now go here. Okay, go. Now shoot shoot them. Like, And it's so much more fun when it's just like, you, gun, Nazis, do something. And Sniper Elite 3 just puts you into these big, huge open Sounds things. like what you really want is uh, to play a sniper-themed Dark Souls. I do. Yes. Well, but Sniper Elite just like, hey, you're I in this like big the, place. We give you landmines. We don't even tell you what to do with them. Yeah. I, I like the act of sniping, like, not as much as Tyler does, but, like, it has sniping has no purpose to me in a modern shooter mm. if I'm playing a multiplayer game. Well, it, I, my, it, my impression of me playing with Tyler in a game is he's off on some dipshit hill in yeah. Battlefield sniping. Like, Tyler, get the fuck 
in here. What are you doing? I've stopped like, doing that. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, the the act of sniping. Like, no, get in the fracas. I Be stopped. Here. I realized I was being an asshole to my team. <laughs> get in here. I was getting a lot of points by getting long shots in Battlefield mm-hmm. and not helping them at all. And I decided this would be more fun if I just went and captured points yeah. with a submachine gun. So I started doing that and having more fun. But the multiplayer in Sniper Elite 3 is pretty good because you're it all is. snipers. Oh, how, do, how yeah. does that work? Uh, you, you have well, your standard team deathmatch yeah, and stuff. And, but it, the, the le- it's, it's all in the level design. The levels are constructed to uh, allow for a lot of distance, which means mm. they're really big. So if you're playing one-on-one with somebody, oh, you're you in for like a long, uneventful hunt. <laughs> and, which and, can be really tense and And fun. doing that like with, with just a few players, I found out, uh, again, I didn't have sound problems, but if you let off shots... You can kind of try and triangulate where the other person is, and you just sort of trade off shots. And it's like, okay, you're over there, you're over there, you're over there. Okay, um, it's pretty tense one on one, actually. But so that's that's one way to play. They also made a couple of modes that are specific to sniping. There's mm-hmm. one which is Distance King, which you score points not by through the number of kills you get, but through the distance. How far they are, yeah. yeah. And there's also um, No Cross. I like No Cross a lot. Yeah, No Cross is a really good idea because it, it puts you into like a, a map, a town, whatever, and then it has impassable barriers in the middle, mm. which mean you have to find your opponents on the other side of town or the map or whatever and snipe them. What I think is cool, because I like support rules, is that in like No Cross team deathmatch so it's all sniping because you cannot get in close range with the enemy mm-hmm. um, but there's a mechanic if it's turned on in the server which have all kinds of uh, options where you can you can look through your binoculars and if you click on an enemy you spot them the same way you kind of spot mm-hmm. in battlefield but it alerts your whole team there's an enemy here and it kind of shows their silhouette through obstacles but most of, of the multiplayer is trying to pick out some asshole from the rocks like it's hard to find the people you want to shoot so mm-hmm. I spent a whole match just spotting and like that was actually really rewarding because mm-hmm. you looking through the binoculars you find a guy you spot him you keep you keep him through the binoculars and then you just sh- see like four shots go at him as your team goes thank you <laughs> there's there's a whole co-op mode built around that yeah there where is. like one player is the spotter and the other is the sniper it's surprisingly fun to be the spotter and just yeah. be like hey Hey, I saw someone for you, and then you just see everyone sh- start shooting in his yeah, direction. You like spotting stuff. I and, got some Nancy and I, Drew games. You're gonna. Win. I really do <laughs> yeah. love. I really do love the binoculars, and just in the, the single player campaign, spotting guards and marking them so you can see where they are at all times. I mean, that's something I really Turn like in off. Far Cry. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's. You're missing the power fantasy here. <laughs> I t- well, the thing is, in order to turn off that red box that tells you where your bullet goes, you have to turn mm-hmm. off all tactical oh. systems. No mini map. No, no thing that tells you how far you have to go to relocate and mm. become stealth again. Yeah, I might try that like on a second time through. Pretty but, fun. Um, first time through, it's like it was really fun to have all those systems. I enjoyed that. Active. When the reason I gave it seventy is I, I couldn't forgive certain things like just the the business model one releasing it at fifty dollars and then going get the thirty dollars season pass, get get an extra gun, get. And I was like, mm. ah, I don't like that. That's pretty shitty. I mean, I think the game is perfectly playable without an extra gun. They give you four you sniper an rifles gun. and a bunch no. of other unlockables. So, I, yeah, just, I never felt like I needed anything beyond the Lee Enfield. It feels icky. There's also a, a pre-order-only uh, mission where you can kill Hitler. Um, I wa- is I, it Hitler? It's like Hunt for the Grey Wolf, I think is the name of it. No, it's definitely called Target Hitler. Do you think is that's it? disrespectful huh. to Hitler? 
I think so. Yeah. No, I I want to kill Hitler, and I just like I'm annoyed that that's a pre-order thing. And well, you should have pre-ordered. Like I got should have pre-ordered, bro. I got to pay to kill It'll become available later. Yes. Make a make a fucking downfall YouTube video expressing your discontent. We talked about this on last week's show. That's actually a stroke of genius because that way you can make a game without Hitler for the German market, and yet you sell this add-on. You can still have Hitler for everyone else. That might be the. Re- well, that might be part of the reason. It's also part of the business model, but oh, yeah. I just feel like for fifty dollars, like if I deserve Hitler. Yeah, day one DLC <laughs> sucks, but I I don't hold that against the the game unless I feel like something's missing, and I like, didn't feel like anything was missing. The eight missions are good, and you can spend like two hours on one mission if you really want to play carefully. Yes, I did, it. and and that's cool. I spent two hours on like all my missions. I just feel like, come on, man, let me shoot Hitler in the balls. <laughs> come on, and I, yet you don't like the. I will turn the cam back. Well, just for me, like I don't know, sniping is about that joy of getting the perfect shot where you kind of judge the physics, judge the distance. But there's not no. It's not about. There's no feedback to see like which way the wind is going, what the physics are, what the distance is. No, Tyler's. You can see which way, way the wind, to manage wind this. is going. There's a wind meter. Is there? Yeah, I never noticed. In your scope, it's right at the top. Huh? Okay, but I mean, I've watched you arc a, a bullet. Yeah, it's uh, funny. It, like a rainbow across the. No, but that's another criticism to me. If you turn off the. Uh, like they don't, mm. they they expect you to use the whole ballistics calculator mm. magic mm. box. If they didn't expect you to use it, they might have given you a firing range and taught you what the markings mean on your reticles. Like yeah, they might have said like, here's a firing range: hundred meters, two hundred meters, three hundred meters. Now you can learn what those marking means because they they are there for a reason. They mean this is where your bullet's going to go at hundred meters. This is where it's going to go at two hundred meters. But they don't teach you that. They don't really, like, train you in the fidelity of their world. They never would have thought of that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it would be cool if they just kind of taught you how to do it on your own instead of expecting you to use that. But whatever. You know, I'm a stickler for authenticity. Yes, clearly. But, I, I mean, I really unapologetically love this game. I, I think it's just, just <laughs> a, a game where they throw you into these big levels with Nazis and give you landmines yes. and, and tripwires and stuff. And they never really tell you what to do with them. And then you just go, what if I put one here? Ah! It blew up a car and everyone ran over to it. And now I'm going to sneak over here. Like, that's great. Yeah. That's exciting. And, and I like that it has that stealth element that, like, every every shot you take technically breaks stealth. But then, like, everybody will die for cover if it's your first shot. So you can just relocate. And then everybody will forget you exist and you can just do it all yeah, over it's, again. Yeah, it's cool but too exploitable for me. Yeah. Where it's just like, you can just take a shot and everyone goes... Oh no, there he is! And then you can just backtrack 30 meters and they go, I don't know, was someone shooting at us or what? Uh, <laughs> Maybe. And they're, they're looking at the body at their feet. Hey, what happened to Tim? I don't know why a German soldier's named Tim, but. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like, I've, they'll just step over their dead comrades, like, I don't know. Uh, also out this week, there's a new Dynasty Warriors Gundam game, Dynasty Warriors Gundam Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a thing that happened. I know it has a robot bear DLC. Oh, I think I saw a screenshot of that. I was like, wow, that looks kind of neat. It's very strange. I yeah, not, even, not neat enough to make me want to play it. I can't even criticize Dynasty Warriors anymore. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's like Sniper. It's beyond repair. Promises one or two things, and if you don't want those, you yeah. mm. it's your fault for buying it. Uh, Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition comes out for PS4. Yes. That's overdue. And oh. Xbox One, yeah. and it's free on Xbox Wait, One. Wait, should I really? play it? It's part of Games of Gold. Not Guacamelee right is great. Well, oh, it's I mean, fantastic. It is the July free game for Games mm. of Gold, but 
but yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, just a quick reason why, like, so it is. It is a Metroidvania, except yeah. your uh, the new moves you open up, like the bombs are com are Street Fighter style combos. Like they're they're cool. fiery yeah. uppercuts that break through certain walls. Yeah. Well, it's basically Metroid with masked Mexican wrestlers. Okay, and, and there's now tons of gaming in jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm sold. Yeah, the worst part of it is those. I think the internet jokes get a little too much. Although I do like that you, you keep breaking the the old man's Chuzo statues, mm-hmm. which are the Chuzo statues. It should be called anyway. Chorizo statues. Ah, not bad. You should be a Guacamelee writer. Child of Light hits Vita. Speaking of two D games, uh, mm-hmm. that seems like a really good. It's a Vita yeah. game. I think. Yeah. It, well, I think that'll be where I'll finally play it. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry compilation comes out for that 360. That I thought was dope. It's the end of that generation and three really cool games available for twenty nine ninety nine. Two, three, and Blood Dragon. Blood they were also available uh, in the Steam Summer Sale. Yeah. There's like the the Far Cry franchise pack. Yeah, right? they were which real also cheap. had one. Yeah. Oh man, for a while you could get Bioshock, Bioshock mm. Two, and Bioshock Infinite for like some like ten dollars mm-hmm. for all three i'm already very nostalgic for the steam summer sale i know i miss it It was over too quickly uh warface comes to pc uh nope. wait so, free to play shooter Shall warface we? comes to i mean uh, in the u.s it's been around it's oh, been it's yeah. been around like in i russia. think mostly in russia yeah <laughs> show me your warface homosexual yeah War, <laughs> warface is still the stupidest harley army from uh, Metal jacket uh, okay I didn't want to say the other I remember that. I remember that reference now. Mm. Constant C is coming out for PS3. That was a great game on 360. Uh, very difficult, demanding puzzle right. platformer. Would oh. You play around with physics a lot in time. I don't want to do that. It's, it's pretty great. I'm not, I'm not. It's fun. I can't. Yeah, it's fun. I can't. It's fun. I can't. No, you want to play it. I can't. It's been too long. Um... Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, this is the summer doldrums here. <laughs> See, I looked at Amazon and it said there were no new releases this yeah, week. Or next. Everything Michael named Amazon. was a download. Mm-hmm. Like, a download. Except for or Sniper Elite. Except for Sniper. Yeah. I'm I'm still mad at it. I said Rebellion was acting like an ass in my review and people took issue with it. But they are. <laughs> I mean, they tried to sue Stardock for calling... Uh, DLC for Sins of a Solar Empire, Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion, and the the, the court the court straight up straight up dismissed it and said, mm. "No, you don't have a that's, trademark that's claim that's on Candy this. Crush horse shit." They got yeah, and I said in my review like, "Hey, maybe earn some goodwill by not acting like an ass." And then mm. people are like, "Whoa, I don't expect to see that kind of thing in a review." I'm like, oh come on! I mean, <laughs> they're plain like they're just trademark bullies are trademark bullies. So let's mm. call them out when they yes, do that's it. That's not behavior that I would expect from people who did the half decent uh, aliens versus predator game. Here's something you might not expect here: suck a dick, <laughs> suck a dick. I mean, look, I respect the developers, and I think like maybe they were just trying to protect their copyright or nope. sorry their trademark claim, which you have to do mm-hmm. to keep your trademark. Yeah. But come on, they're suing third world countries because of the actual act. <laughs> Come on, Egg, you can use the word rebellion in your game. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> is there any news worth He's talking about? I had, I, I've, I've kind of unplugged from the news. Oh, well, John Cena is the cover star for WWE 2K15. It is such Wait, another straight white guy. <laughs> exactly, I know. 
It just it's, the Rock. Well, all right. No, the it just sucks. <laughs> Why am I was, not surprised? They've had to like trade covers. Like it's been the, Cena, then the Rock, and now Cena again. And Cena is just such like it is the most obvious choice when, when you is, could make. Sheamus's turn, Hank. Am I right? Sheamus has been a cover star at one oh, point. Well, but, shut up. So it was. I saw Sheamus is on like a pizza box. Like I saw him on a frozen pizza box. I forget the <laughs> thing. It's like, you know, it's the frozen pizza. Like let's say Sejourno, but it isn't. And yeah, it, but anyway, I wish I wish Sheamus was like a hardcore activist so that people could go shame us, shame us, <laughs> and then he would and tell tell them why they're yeah. bad. I, I was hoping it would be Daniel Bryan this year, but it's just such a safe choice. So wait, do like Cena. do any wrestling fans like Cena? I've never heard anyone the people, say anything. See, positive. that's the thing that that's why I'm really surprised Cena's on the cover because I didn't want I didn't mean for this to turn into an actual discussion. But uh, <laughs> two years ago, they gave it to a vote to fans of who would be the cover athlete if it would be Rock or Cena because they were building up to Rock versus Cena at WrestleMania. And, like, Rock won by a massive, massive majority. Like, the grown-up fans who, who were the main... of Rock's. Yeah, exactly. Please put air quotes around grown-up. The, uh, <laughs> the over-12 fans who in who will buy the game are not Cena fans. They're not members of the C-Nation. Yeah. So, uh, I can't see them. I mean, I can get why they did it because there is no better pitch man than John Cena. John see, Cena he's a real seaman. John Cena will be wherever he needs to be and say whatever he needs to say to sell whatever WWE needs him to sell. But what so does this appeal like? He, he wears, I think he's great. What if WWE needs him to sell real estate? Could he do that? <laughs> he like, totally could he could. take people on appointments? Could he turn those cargo shorts into proper trousers? <laughs> you can't see the subprime loan. Well, so like Cena is Cena's situation is that he is the he is the Hulk Hogan of his age. Like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I loved Hulk Hogan. Why? Because he was a Superman that never lost. He was the unbeatable guy, mm-hmm. and that's a simple thing for eight year olds to get. Like, so they made like, him popular among eight year olds by making him win all the time. He yeah, has he has a certain well. First, he was popular with grown-ups because they're like yeah i love his like attitude and he's so he's so like uh well he was a much edgier character when he first appeared Dude, and then he just became no a toast character white guilt uh he just seems like <laughs> boring that's that's two references he is very i think he's actually right pretty great and people like hank who've been watching wrestling for a long time are bored with him because he's been the he's star been on for top that. for a decade, yeah. literally a decade. He just seems like a guy with cargo shorts. Like he doesn't. Yeah, seem... yeah but it, dude, that alone separates him from like everybody else in singlets and speedos. I hate his fucking. Also, I, I hate that his body looks like it was made with a three D printer. That <laughs> it is perfect and delicious. It yes. is. It, it is impossibly perfect. But anyway, all right. So he he, he could model for uh, comic artists who draw superheroes because he has the perfect ridiculous V shape to his. Mm. Stupid, sexy body. I, I would hire him to be my dinner plate. Oh yeah, I would eat off that. I would eat sushi <laughs> off him. Great. Eat sushi off of John Cena. Mm. That sounds expensive. I, w- I would hire him to be and my lollipop. Mm. He'd probably do it for the right price. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> yes, if as long if I can get Fruity Pebbles to co-sponsor the ordeal. <laughs> and yeah, if you can get him to appear Maybe. in a Team Fruity cap <laughs> on cereal boxes. <laughs> Well, is there any other news? Henry and I are on vacation, so who knows? You didn't like the news I proposed. And, and Chris and I are on permanent vacation, so yeah. I guess I should say indefinite vacation. No, it's probably permanent. I'll be oh, dead God, soon. No. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll miss you, Chris. Yeah, not me. <laughs> you don't I mean a little. Uh, I don't know. There, there has to have been I news. like that you guys did not like the Dota 2 
no, controversy. I just don't know anything. You know, about I can't even remember stuff. what it was about because I fell asleep halfway God through you explaining it. it. No, no, it's that it's that a player uh, couldn't compete, and I guess, but it wasn't. It wasn't you said Valve wouldn't let them substitute. Yes, initially, and, and if that changed, then that changed. I thought maybe it did, but, but, it could but, be wrong. but like I can understand that. Like, imagine like you got to this echelon because you had these guys on your team. You can't just swap in anyone. Right. It, like I, under, I understand. Yes, but why not? But like sports teams eventually had to make rules about this, and the fact that there were no rules means that esports was unprepared for a, a player not it, being able to play. It, it definitely is young. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they're learning. Like, uh, yeah, I mean that, that, sports have all kinds of rules, trade deadlines. That's you, what makes them awful to me. No, but I mean it's like oh, you it can't does. just start trading players right before you know the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They, they have all kinds of rules in place so that you can't bring in a ringer. You can't cheat. But it's like. I, you can't I, get to the, the playoffs the one is, way. Is like the, this guy was not deemed medically unfit. His team deemed him medically unfit. Yeah. And that they needed a new player to replace him. And now they can't go to... what The, the International? The Dota World Cup? What the the fuck? I don't know what the fuck it's it is. The International. It's a giant waste of time. Whatever's happening. It's but not it, a waste of time. It's yeah. a big deal. People like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Sports. Sports. I like sports. It's, it, sure it's, interesting. it's interesting to watch video games follow those... Dude, remember, like, there was, like, a designated hitter controversy when I was, like, eight. Dude, I don't and get <laughs> I don't get the video game fan antagonism towards sports. It's video games, but people are using their bodies. Yes. Like, yes, I, that's exactly what's wrong then, with that. Well, th- that's that's why I felt like, like, Valve was like, so I love, I, yeah, how hard is it to show up and play Dota, bitch? You can't just, they, you can't, they didn't you can't replace that. a player and, like, nah, maybe people shouldn't play. This is an anxiety thing. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, here they was didn't say here that. was one headline that uh, Bioware introduced a new Dragon Age oh, yeah. Inquisition character who is the first quote fully gay mm-hmm. male unquote male party member. Mm-hmm. Which so is I like s- just weird to have the word fully. For Dragon gay Age. I mean, didn't, didn't he explain that? No, no, but but he's like didn't Mass Effect Three have a gay male? character There were people too? who could be gay but not ah. members of your party. Mm-hmm. I thought there were. Characters who weren't, but the you point is, get, you could get gay with members of your party. But this guy is showing up saying like, "I am gay as shit." He, um, he clarified the fully gay yeah, statement. Yes. He felt bad about it and said like, "No, I and, and I know that sounds bad. I just mean like, he's not bisexual. We didn't make yes. This is the first. You know, we're making a character who that's the weird thing. He has a just, preference. Who just is gay mm-hmm. has a preference. He's not a character who you can swing either way." Mm-hmm. Mm. For yeah. the sake of your stupid femship, can't so, fuck him, Tyler. Has so the story, yeah. This, so this, people got mad at him for saying fully gay, and he went, "No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I didn't mean it like in an offensive way. Just no, but he can be in your party bottom. I mean party. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, series, character. series writer David Gator said, <laughs> David Gator. Okay, G- Gator. For one Gider. thing, David Gator's great. I saw yeah. him do a GDC talk, and he he was he talked really openly about like. How they were trying to be inclusive at Bioware, like yeah. from the first Dragon Age and like and before that, and like he, I want to fuck dragons. He was really open mm. about how like he doesn't. That's the next frontier. <laughs> he was so open about like he doesn't know about stuff, and he he, he told you know he said that it's like he felt ignorant, and he that's just, beautiful. He just asked people and mm. like just ask women. What yeah, they like, want. like it was really a good talk. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just says like uh, it made writing Dorian a very personal experience for me, and I'm hopeful that it, that will make him seem like a fully realized character 
uh, to fans in the end. Yes, he'll also help uh, pick mm-hmm. drapes for your character and no. pick out all your clothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I thought Henry, it's also that's fun. Was Henry's I joke. He told me to fun. say that. I think it's fun. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting to bring this up, at least because it is Canada Day today. Right? <laughs> oh, Canada! It's the whole reason that today Canada on my vacation day. I spent a good half of my day moderating comments because we posted a story about that, and there were a whole. Uh, we we instituted a policy on PC Gamer that you can't be an ass in the comments. So when we post a story like this, should be it means I have to ban a lot of people for hate speech. Fuck you what, guys. against Jesus Canada Christ. against or, gay people. Yeah. Oh, this I thought. Uh, sorry, I'm not talking uh, about when Canada. I mentioned Day, Canada, I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you really? said, "Well, we had a post today about Canada Day, and then people came out of the woodwork making fun of Canada." Well, they probably and, would. Yeah. yeah, they probably would. No, but. because there's a gay character in Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. That's why I had to ban people. I feel like by now they would at least, like, if you were that homophobic, you would just write off all of Bioware games anyway, and Seriously. you wouldn't care. Like, you. No, there are people you, yeah. so mad. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I, Why I, do we have to put a gay character in everything? Everything? Well, I, I think anything you... <laughs> this one game? Anything you dangle anything... Anytime you dangle anything and slightly controversial, there's going to be a shit ton of assholes on the internet who just flock to it and immediately feel the need to say something. That's I, just I the way the look, internet works. I love to go look at that. I follow uh, Louis Peitzman, who I think is a funny guy, who's an editor at BuzzFeed now. Yep. Mm. Yes, we all know him. Uh, we don't know him, I, I, personally. But I, I like him, and he's funny, and he said he saw a comment about True Blood, which is, why does every show have to be gayed up now? And it's just funny, like, every, every show? Literally, <laughs> every show. Really? True, you're, you're upset that True Blood had a gay scene? True Blood is like the True gayest Blood. show on TV. <laughs> you watch True Blood time. and you're upset that that had a gay scene. No, this 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 show was 100 percent butch before that. <laughs> yeah, like, the like, gay scene just it's sent your it all it's your that. fault for being just right outside of the drag queen demographic. The show appeals <laughs> like, to. Like I'm, I'm sorry, it's hard to find Regis Philbin <laughs> these days on TV, but. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, I, there's still stuff out there for straight. Did straight you hear guys. about this in True Blood? There was some gay shit. Did you hear about this? Did I don't even know. Why, I don't know why I used Regis Philbin. He's not homophobic, right? No, no, I thought so you did it because how dated he was. Yeah. Just because, like, yeah, like it's not hard to find stuff that's just straight. Guys. To me, as the True Blood commenter, Regis Philbin was the ultimate and entertainer. Like, and it's uh, like, you chose True Blood as your fandom, and you're upset about gay, <laughs> gay stuff in it. All right, but anyway, uh, anyway. I anyway. want to get my hair highlighted and styled, and I want to talk to no goddamn queers. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> it's Chris Antista speaking as himself, I know, <laughs> Yes. Yes. That is my typical southern accent. <laughs> no, I mean, usually cover it up for our benefit. I was trying to make a serious point that mm-hmm. you fucking marginalized. Oh. And that true blood is the gayest shit in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very serious point. Well, it's more of an omnisexual show. Like everybody yeah. just had sex with everybody, which like, is the purpose of was the original purpose of vampires to convey sexuality that society would not allow. So eat a dick. You're watching True Blood. Go fuck yourself. Dracula was a fucking parable, like it, like an analog for homosexuality and lust and all that horseshit. Suck a dick. Okay. All right. right. I will. Cool. Thank you for that advice. <laughs> that is your homework assignment, everyone. <laughs> it's funny though. I'm like, I'm, I'm mad about the comments about this gay story, but at the same time, I had to ban a guy for telling me to kill myself over my Sniper Elite Three review. <laughs> so it's not. He almost did. It's just anything. Oh. I almost did. Oh man. And then like I banned you got him. A very thin skin. He yeah. made a second account and came back and said, "Hey, uh, Tyler Wilde bans people for constructive criticism." <laughs> 
<laughs> so then I banned that account. He made a third account. Oh my god! He made a third account with Can a. You just IP ban this fucker. He made Holy a third shit. account with a different name, but the email address was still his initial and last name, just his college. Mm. So this is his third account. First was a Yahoo email. Second was a <laughs> Gmail email. This one is clearly his same name with email, but. He's chosen a fake like uh, display name. Not says, John. <laughs> yeah, and it, <laughs> and it just said like, "Oh, what a baby!" <laughs> so I ban him too. It's just wow. you know, maybe it doesn't even uh, matter what the topic is. People are just idiots. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <clears throat> so moving on, community segment. Last week's question. It's back on Yahoo. Yes. Yes, yes community is Woo! back on Yahoo. Woo! So we get to talk about it some more. Lab. I can't believe I have to thank Yahoo for something. <laughs> Man, how about that Joel McHale? I uh, also thank Yahoo for... Uh, I did a tweet about it. It got like 70 retweets. Thanks, Yahoo. Pretty great. And but... Diana told me about that today, and I was my first reaction was... Yahoo has money? <laughs> yeah. How? Try, try searching for that tweet on Yahoo, Henry. You'll never because find that, it. that fucking Packard Bell computer your grandparents got in 1995 <laughs> is still defaults to Yahoo as the yeah. homepage. Well, That's I think why. Yahoo, Yahoo is losing relevance, but it has lots of money. So they're like, well, okay. let's spend this money to see if we can get back some relevance, nope. and that won't work. I'm amazed they didn't spend all their startup capital publishing <laughs> Yahoo Internet Life, the magazine. This is going to sound un- this is going to sound uncool. But uh, Yahoo, a long time ago, bought the streaming rights to like all of SNL, and has a very ah, nice. Do it. it has a very nice video player that lets you scroll through SNL by sketch, which even Hulu does not do oh. uh, through multiple seasons. Uh, is it? It is very nice. So I. Right. So it's not a bad right. streaming service. But you know what? What does suck the most about it? Not a single app. Uh, for your Ooh. your platform. Seriously, there's mm-hmm. no you Yahoo streaming app. Your You're going to have to watch it on your iPad or your computer. <laughs> Which, those. what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this, Russia? <laughs> Circa 1983? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, community segment, last week's question of the week. Uh, what's your favorite butt to stare at in a game? Oh. First mm. uh, post in the uh, forums, surprise, surprise, is from Awkward Loser. How many people said Henry from uh, playing Just Dance? <laughs> <laughs> Me, but. Okay. That was the only one. As long as you got a serious answer. Uh, uh, Awkward Loser says it's fitting that the butts episode is number 69 that mutual butt munching right wrong that That is not what 69 is that was an accident it's what happens you can't stop it yeah I'm not in the pro big ass camp, but in Beyond Two Souls, there's a scene where Jody is walking in adorbs red boy shorts. Maybe that's the point. Uh, Ellen Page? Awkward Loser was trying to make referring to Jody in Last of Us because it's like uh-huh. the character in Beyond Two Souls, uh, who's played played by Ellen Page. Yes. So Ellen Page's butt looks awesome. <sighs> Jody's walking in adorbs red boy shorts, which caught my eye pretty strongly. Mm. It felt organic and in no way sexual, which I really liked. Oh, unlike Mass that. Effect's tiresome stare at that ass camera shot. Ca- camera shot. Camera yep. shots on Tally and Miranda. That's what I'm paying for. It seems the thing to do here is post pics. So yeah, I felt very creepy binging underwear beyond two souls. <laughs> Thanks, dudes. <laughs> wow, binging. Uh, yeah, well, that's 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 where you put all your searches. You that might be the don't creepiest want recorded. Part. And thanks for using Bing, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I still have a phone with a Bing button. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really wait. Uh, Ellen Page is tweeting a lot about her hanging out with Aaliyah Shawcat. Yeah. I, I, I think Ali Shawcat. Sorry, but I think they're just friends. But I really wish they were a couple. Like it would be oh, ma- with maybe couple. Yeah, that'd be cute. Mm. Uh, Doctor Doctor Pepper 
says, I loved the booty from Halo 3. It was so big you could have an entire level in there. Yum. As as far as humans go, Cammy from Street Fighter and my blue-skinned 300-pound trans man from Saints, Saints Row the Third yeah. streaking missions are my favorite butts. Mm-hmm. Go big or go home is my stance on butts. I agree. Thanks, Dr. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Candy's great. Uh, Crepe Crisis uh, says my boring answer is Miranda. But seriously, yeah. Miranda. No, yes. but seriously, though. <laughs> Miranda. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Some good butt. Griff says Vanessa from PNO3 with a great hip shake animation. Sweet can. Wow. <laughs> Somebody else want to start reading? That is good animation, yeah. I have to yeah. say. Was Bayonetta on the list? She wasn't on our list. Since Anne put it together. Mm. She might be on uh, someone else's. Jill Valentine from Resident Evil 3 uh, was my first video game crush mostly due to her fata- fantastic bum wiggle, says Cloven64. She almost said fertility. I did. <laughs> 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 with it, yeah, her butt's fertility. Um, so it's the only fitting that Jill uh, should win the best booty title in the Resident Evil. Revelations on 3DS. Yes, her ass in Revelations is fantastic. Um, Instead of a... A fatality. It's a fertility. You get sub zero pregnant. <laughs> uh, uh, Soren seventy five fifty says I'll probably have to go with Caden. Um, I can already hear your groans Caden and complaints uh, from Mass Effect. Theory. Ah, it's the worst. Um, but Soren doesn't Caden have the same body model as all the other guys in Mass Effect? Yes, but with two T's, she's great. Hmm. Uh, there's there's more to my liking uh, it outside of that. You see, back in April during PAX East, there was a Mass Effect cosplay initiative. Uh, which got together some of the uh, facial models and the voice actors from Mass Effect, and they had uh, them cosplay as their characters, and they had a Q&A and a panel for them. One of the, one of the people to uh, they got in for this was Caden's facial model, Luciano Costa, and when he came on stage, he did this. And if you look in the forums, there is a gif of the guy coming out in full Mass Effect regalia and brandishing his ass. Oh, he does have a good ass. Yeah. It really is. It's you're, you're missing a lot by not being like, on the forums right now. I, I think I think the term wow. something right home about is stupid because I would never write my mother about anything. But I would, this, I would write this, my mother about this. I would this. write my mother, Mom, dearest mother, there is a gif on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> dearest mother, um, I have seen many asses in my time here in San Francisco. The one guy in Nebraska to so listen to this says, I feel a bit uncomfortable by how much I stared at my horse's ass in Red Dead Redemption. I swear it was for scientific purposes. <laughs> it was quite a, a quite a striking ass, the, the horse's asses. And yeah, you just see w- every muscle under there. All I want to do is lay eggs in it. Gross. That's how horses work, man. That's how that would work. The look on your face was so confused. Oh uh, God! Let's see here. Aim, admitting he has an ovipositor. Aimbot Master says, "Miss Pac-Man." God, look how gross! I that know is. she's married, but she's like ninety-five percent ass. She's sitting on the M and the Pac-Man logo on the marquee, and her ass is sliding out into her thigh. No, that her so drawing. The gross. drawing on the her character <laughs> art is awful. I, yeah. I hate her character. She looks art. like busted Mae West. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Hey, shut up! It's it. it sh- hey, shut up! This isn't Brett. Says uh, just recently got around to playing Arkham City, so I'm gonna have to say Catwoman since it's fresh on my mind. Strangely, looks even better when she's climbing on ceilings. And then, oh yeah, def- uh, Rod the Master says. So I'm in love with Samus and her zero suit design, which shows off a very nice behind. Didn't know if you meant to. What he did. Probably has something to do with it. And then, ah, there's Bayonetta. I am a robot who who turns into a truck, and I find no levity in this, says (laughs) Bayonetta, Bayonetta, you're a mystery. 
all of the other answers in this thread are wrong. Make way for the queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, there are, like, three different Bayonetta images in a row. Ash shots. Nice. And they're all Whoa. strangely not enough. Wow. Man, I forgot those shots of Bayonetta. <laughs> Sorry. We're all just staring at yes, things now. For great, great, great podcast. Sorry. I haven't seen anybody say, well, I guess he was on the list, so maybe nobody wants to repeat it, but. It's pretty good, but. Solid Snake. I mean. He was on the list. Yeah. He was, yeah. Right, I'm going to go to the second page. In fact, the quite, a, quite a pronounced ass in two and four. All of Metal Gear was on the list, and we decided that Kojima probably consults on butt design. <laughs> he probably has, He micromanages he, everything. He probably else, has I a butt consultant so. that he pays thousands <laughs> a, of dollars. A butt sultant. A butt sultant. A butt sultant. Well, yeah, the, but, the one in uh, the next gen. Gen one in uh, the next gen one in uh, Ground Zeroes is also quite good. That's As true. was Raiden's. That's that's um, Naked Snake, I think, or just Snake. What? I don't well, even know what the hell. I can't keep Big Boss's Venom, name straight. Now he's Venom Snake. Venom Snake. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I punished guess, Snake. He loves eighties. Well, I think he's both of those names, but that's actually post coma. So by at that ah. point, he's he's Big Boss. He's Big <laughs> okay. Boss pre the Diamond Dogs. Uh, I'll always read Keegan. Uh, Keegan says, Mr. Slave's butt in Stick of Truth. <laughs> I mean, what so other game personal. lets you get that up close and personal with a butt? <laughs> Good point. Mm-hmm. I, Halo 3, apparently. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> Arch Knight, Solid Slash Naked Snakes, <laughs> Gluttonous Maximus. I like that. Gluteous Maximus or no, Gluttonous? Gluttonous Maximus because oh, okay. it's big and round. Ah. Uh, I never did mention, I only wanted to mention that while we worked at Games Radar, I had to send a formal art request to either Andrew or Cheryl to turn Shane into the wrestler, the uh, inheritor of a milk fortune, the dairy heir. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that picture exists. It's the, it's the, it was the most elaborate butt joke I've ever made. <laughs> but also, our tonight was into Ground Zeroes for the ampleness of Big Boss's butt <laughs> filling out that sneaking suit. Filling out is something I don't. I, I hmm. hate that. <laughs> it's just something you can never do. Filling out. You wavish Canadian shit. <laughs> I can't fill I, out I can't. Sense. I can't hear that without thinking of King Girl Squad. Hey, you filled out nicely. Sorry. Too. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. This is his day. This is my day. Can't I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's go watch hockey. And there were so many mean comments. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joe, okay. Uh, whoa. Stabby Joe says, Miranda is too bland and <gasps> obvious. Miranda is blanda. Hold on. Here, click the click ban. Click ban. Like all human <laughs> romances. Uh, ego or maybe ergo. I'd go for the gloriously ambiguous behind of Tally instead. Ugh. It, it, her face is ambiguous. Her behind is right out there. Yeah, her behind's mm. there, but there still might be something, a mask somewhere. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't know what it looks like under there. Commander Shepard, you do not want to see my fourth butthole. <laughs> <You're> t- t- <laughs> she actually doesn't have an ass. It's just a prosthetic so that she looks more human. <laughs> it's just another mask. that. Uh, well, I mean, her ass has to actually be protected with uh It's got tubes. It's an ass that's meant yeah. to hide seven other asses. <laughs> uh... Looks exactly like the monkey with seven asses. Dungamushi says, I was the ripe age of 15 when Code Veronica hit the Dreamcast. Mm. My big takeaway from that game involved staring at Claire's denim derriere the whole time. Just now I googled it, and there's absolutely nothing special about her diminutive butt. <laughs> Those triangles will poke your eyes out, friend. <laughs> now I truly understand the power of a child's imagination. Nice. Uh, didn't we all imagine And the butts? true meaning of Christmas, mm-hmm. which is butts. 
It is. Yeah, That's yeah. all I've ever wanted underneath the tree. <laughs> Dive in like a fucking McDonald's ball pit. jeez. Mm. Uh, uh, Dillman502 says, Video game butts drive me nuts. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people find butts funny. Uh, I'll let someone else find something to end this. All right, I'll end this. Um, <laughs> um, Dingle Burp says my favorite button gaming is Peter Molyneux's face. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but shit coming out of there. Rude. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Cody Stubbles is Magmar's forehead. Um, He's a nice guy. <laughs> I love that. Magmar's forehead. That is funny. Uh, ooh, uh, I am alive. OMG says my favorite gaming ass is Chris Antista. Get it? I called him an ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, sorry, it's time to take this question seriously. Every Madden player, because even when I'm smashing cans of bush light up against my forehead, objectifying women, and fist bumping my bros, sometimes I get a bit pent up. And there's nothing better than seeing dozens of polygonal dudes wiggle their juicy, curvaceous butts in crowded stadiums. Nice. It's not what football's about. Ooh. Aaron, just about the butts. Aaron Baba and has Why are their pants so tight? Awesome picture of a game I've never heard of for the Game Boy Advance Super Duper Sumos, which is literally oh, a, yeah, yeah. An, an anus-based high five. Um, <laughs> ass That's clearly ass. a cheeks-based high five. Mecha Morbo says anyone in the, Sims the, the, 3. The energy coming out the middle, though. I can't uh, vouch for that. Uh, Dillman 502, definitely Cortana from Halo 4. Uh, sensation of the fat guys from Bulletstorm. <laughs> it always made me laugh uh, when I had to take aim and land a shot on their ass <laughs> and then watch the flames come out. Ah, uh, the poop shoot. Um, jury from Street Fighter 4 says uh, Broken Warp Pipe. Uh, Ada Wong from RE4 says Joe. It's kind of sick of all this Capcom horse shit. I don't want to deal with that anymore. Um, Ampotent. Anyone who played King of Fighters knows it. Uh, full well, the one and only true butt in the fighting game genre is whoever he included in the GIF. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's not depend on everybody who have ever played a King of Fighters game. It's a it's a sprite gift. It's in the forums, people. Legendtimepodcast.com slash forums. Talia from Arkham City says Super Giraffe. And, yeah. Shit, we got to rip this up. The battery's about to go dead. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. There's a lot more butt pics in there. Please go to the forums. There are a lot of great pictures uh, worthy of laughter and masturbation. In that our forum, laturbation, laturbation, yeah, it's Shit. good for ironic laughter going, and unironic masturbation. I am going to go buy that URL right now. Laturbation <laughs> describes everything we do here. All right, so, assorted crackers. That <laughs> assorted crackers, <laughs> laturbation. What yeah. is that okay with you, Hank? Mm. <laughs> All good jerseys assortment. made. <laughs> uh, new question of the week. Okay, I'm, I'm going to allow for. Uh, either one answer or five answers to this question. Uh, no in between. What are, five. what are your five favorite games of 2014 so far? Or one, if you're feeling lazy, you just want to shout out one. You, you don't really like I, four other games. <laughs> I, I do. Okay. Because I, uh, we did discuss it for the top five, and I'm, I'm probably alone at this, at, uh, in this forum with it. But uh, Titan, I do think Titanfall... I, I know you weren't too impressed with Titanfall, but as far as like a shooter you can consistently play goes, it's a good game. It's a fantastic game, and it's I found it very rewarding up until last month when I, I played for like hour. I can yeah. pick it up like three weeks with in three week intervals, and it's still entertaining. I, I shit, I did not play it nearly as long as you. I enjoyed what I played. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. It just uh, it's not a cool answer. It's just not enough for me. I don't know. Like I just didn't get enough out of it to want to keep playing it. 
I don't, I don't know. Uh, I thought the wall running and the jetpacks were cool. Mm, I love it. I, I love. I would shit. rather go play Tribes Ascend, a dying free to play game. <laughs> I, w- I mean, I would agree. Like we were talking earlier, you said like eh, it was fun for a couple weeks. It's like how many games are fun for a couple weeks? Yeah. Like most games are fun for a couple days. Mm. Lots. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like it, it just doesn't feel like a multiplayer shooter that I would play for months. Like I think. My coworker, my boss, Evan, has probably clocked like 500 hours in Counter Strike Global Offensive. Like, mm. that's the kind of shooter I'm looking for. Mm. Hey, I, mean, I can sink my teeth into Yeah, he, he was critical initially, mm. but and for good reason. But mm. I think, uh, I don't know, like Titanfall, just uh, good. It feels like we're just getting started with Titanfall. And, and it'd be, it's because mm. it there seems like a lack of content. And, well, yeah, that would and, actually be my main complaint about mm-hmm. Titanfall is that, like, yeah, I, I really want there to be more. But what's for there? It. What's there is fucking amazing. It is really fun. I should say, my favorite shooter of all time is Metal Bonner Allied Assault. Mm-hmm. Titanfall. Okay. Titanfall. Metal Bonner Allied Assault, made by the people who went on to make Call of Duty, mm-hmm. who went on to become Infinity Ward, mm-hmm. and make Respawn. Call of Duty Four, who went on to have a huge dispute with Activision, become Respawn. And make Titanfall. So it is made by, uh, well, people I really respect who made a game I love. But, yeah, I'm, I just did, couldn't get hugely into it. Well, I do have five, and we talked extensively about them. I uh, have five, uh, Most of them. Oh, sorry. I wanted you to no, mention you one I didn't. All right, well, um, so Mario Kart 8, uh, Bravely Default, and those are both big for me. Uh, as is Broken Age, which we talked about before. I really did enjoy that a lot. Uh, then the other two would be like that were full games. I really loved Rusty Slugger. Yes, like, I, mm. I loved Rusty Slugger. It's, a it's whole hard. Lot. To, it was hard to nominate that on the list. That game is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Even, even micro payments into a game. Its model of being free to play is part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but great. But the yeah, game, but that means spending money on it is. Part it's sixteen dollars for a giant the gust, game. The discussion with Rusty is fun, and also like it sounds you, so manipulative. And it is super manipulative. It is sixteen dollars of fun, but beyond that, like the mini games are, are great. great. Like mm-hmm. they are great, classic Nintendo style, like two, one or two button mini games in this like. And they're also rhythmic, like yeah. Rhythm Heaven and Warrior World. The like mini games are. are great, and the, and the, the free to play aspect is literally the story. The story yes. is is what you're paying. Like, and I, I think this is a bold experiment. It almost feels like when Nintendo was talking a while ago about like possibly branching out into like mobile platforms. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's how this started because it feels very experimental. It's like let's mm-hmm. see if we can turn microtransactions into a fun game. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. they succeeded. But at the same time, I think there's a, a dark side to that, which is like, this is a very insidious marketing tool that makes it fun to spend Guys, real money. It's but, a gambling machine. <laughs> but unlike other free-to-play games, there is a finite amount of money you can spend. That's true. You cannot spend more than $40. You, you can't buy... You a, shouldn't spend You can't spend $25 to buy 5,000 tokens, If you spend whatever. more than 60 the game does everything it can to get you to not spend more than $16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think my dad will go lower than this, the uh-huh. kid will say. But the, yeah, the, yeah, it's basically like there's a bunch of $4 mini games that are probably worth $1. Your your goal is to get them down to 2 dude, or I below. I still play those games. You can, great. You pay $1.80 at the lowest most of the time, and there is one you can get for a dollar. It is insane to me, though, that you can, like, if you're lazy playing this game, you spend more? 
Yeah. If you don't want to talk more, you can just pay for it. You'll just pay four yeah. bucks. There's, that's, that's there's, there's two games. But why would you do there, that? There's the baseball aspect of the mini games, that and there's the story crazy. of this dog who's been left by his wife and needs to trim his nose hairs. Mm. Yeah. That is crazy. And you, you can get a discount by trimming his nose hairs. Yeah. Yeah. That is it, crazy that you have to talk the game down from what you're going to pay. I think pay it's a really interesting. It's also, Thank you for not using the J word there. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. It's also a little weird in that, like, He's like giving you these sob stories, like, "Oh, I gotta feed my kids. I can't afford to go anywhere." He's like, "Fuck you! You're Nintendo. Eat a donut. You're not Give fooling me anybody. <laughs> Here's your donut, dude." But, but yeah, just the the rhythmic mini games are fun enough on their own. Like, I would have paid twenty bucks for that game. It, it, there's enough content in it that it's worth just as a twenty dollar like three SC shop download. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one I want to say is. Uh, you know, Transistor, like, I really need to play oh, yeah, more. Yeah. Me too. But Transistor is really cool. Mm. Like, it's it's great, and it also is... What, oh. I, what I've just loved about the start of this year is that, you know, it sucks that 2015 is where all the big games seem to have gone towards, at least for on, on, on the next-gen systems. But that has really opened up, especially on the, on the PS4, mm. a, a space for indie games to take center stage. And like, Mercenary Tran- Kings. Mercenary Kings Transistor is the bit, is one of the biggest well, ones. I, the, what, the one I, w- I didn't actually get a chance to throw in, uh, cause I haven't played it that much, but Towerfall Ascension. That is great too. It's fantastic. I didn't want to name Towerfall Ascension because like, Okay. You, you, it is old news to a lot of people. Towerfall yeah. is, but, but it is so oh, good. But Ascension is a 2014 game. Towerfall, the Ascension Uya. Ver- version of it is, but it is like it's not new. Like it, it would be on my list too. I loved it, but it's also for me, it's something I can't play enough. It's just a party game. Like and I've only been in one party where I got to play it. I but played Towerfall at uh, uh, our friend Ryan Tausnick had like a housewarming party. I played Towerfall there with a bunch of people. Never played it. Had so much fun. Won, so good. Won one round, lost a bunch of rounds, but yeah, it's it's fucking great. Once you learn how to like deflect shots mm-hmm. and like, th- there were people who didn't care about video games there, watching the screen, understanding like, mm-hmm. okay, the arrow will kill you, and he just deflected that shot. That guy just deflected that shot. That guy, and people are cheering at us mm-hmm. for playing this game, and, and I'm it's like, all this single is the screen. Most fun. Like it's yeah. so easy to keep track of. So much really fun. Good. It's it's. Picked it up in the Steam sale. Very happy with it. Really great. Yeah, you gotta. We got. We have to play it. Mm-hmm. It's no it, fun unless you have four play people playing. There's no online, and it's it best is with fun. Four players. It is fun on your own, but it's so much fun with Yo. four people and other people there just cheering at Yo, the screen. Yo, what do we gotta do to get the Steamos in the? Uh, oh yeah, we gotta get a uh, computer there. We'll stream, or you can Steamos. get a PlayStation Four. No, we don't need that. It's not on PS4, is it? Yeah, that's oh, where I played yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Sports Friends was pretty. Sports Friends was pretty good too. Pretty crazy fun. That sounds disgusting. But I'll, I'll run through my five Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that deserved a mention. Great. If you don't like, or if you think you don't like collectible card games, mm-hmm. just try it. It's if free. You, you might find out you do. Mm-hmm. Like that's what happened to me. Where I was like, I don't want to play no Magic. I played this. It's a much simplified version, but still. You can get really deep with like the making your deck and winning. It's, it's oh, fun. I didn't even say what I loved about Transistor. Sorry, oh, just sorry. the Continue. the turn based combat was great. The uh, well, the the modified turn based combat, like pausing the game to then yeah. pick your attacks. The card system too. The storytelling was really neat, as was the world they built, and the music was fantastic. Like, yeah. So there. for me, uh, Transistor so far, I haven't beat it. Not as good story wise as Bastion, no. but way better combat wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Way more fun gameplay wise. Important, which I like. Uh, Nidhogg, I think, is brilliant. 
No, that was 2014. No, I think it was 2013. Definitely 2014. Okay. Am I wrong? I think so. Either way, I'm going to say that (laughs) it's fantastic. I'm pretty sure it was a 2014 game. I'm pretty sure it was last year. Pretty sure it was this year. Either way, it's a fantastic game. The Wolf Among Us, the episodes that have come out, have been great. I I had Transistor on my list, too. We already talked about that. Where are the Nintendo games? And Sniper Elite 3, surprisingly. Uh, I gave it a 70. Don't send me death threats. I had There were a lot of flaws I had to account for. But I'm so excited that there's like a shooter in 2014 that just like lets me have dedicated servers, lets me go into missions and figure it out myself and isn't, you know, holding my hand through the whole thing. Like it's, it really feels like a throwback in, a, in the best ways. Um, I don't like some of the modern stuff, but... And I wish I could put ground. I wish I could put Metal Gear Ground Zeroes on my list. Like it has the promise of such a great game, and like it makes me, it it makes Fa- Phantom Pain my most anticipated game of next year. But, but it's like, still a two hour game. It is a two hour game. Yeah. They charge thirty dollars for. So. Hey, Michael, can we definitely agree though that the story and hero of Sniper Elite is oh, God. as exciting as Plaster? <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. Like I said uh, in my in my review for IGN that. Like, it's just laughably cliche uh, yeah. story and dialogue. And there are there is a scene, not to spoil too much, but, like, I captured some of the dialogue. And what they ended up using for laughable dialogue is these two German soldiers speaking in English for our benefit. And who are like, <laughs> these three musketeers? Yes, them. And, like, they, yeah. they picked that, like, okay, that's... But the one I really wanted them to use is there's a bit at the end where you confront the bad guy. It's like... We are the same, you and I. <laughs> like, oh, Christ. Wow. And then, of course, the, of course, the brilliant retort from Carl, the main character, we are not the same. <laughs> yeah. He's not even him. on a mission will I pretend. Which actually, like, is also kind of a throwback to 2003 <laughs> or before game so writing. So fucking dumb. Where it's Holy just shit. like the hero is this... Yeah, and milk toast, white guilt, piece of shit. Uh, um, but who, who talks like this the whole time? Yeah. The Tommies didn't really like me hanging around. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I kill. I talk monkeys. like this even though I don't really have a compelling gruff backstory to match my no, voice. Not at all. <coughs> but, but I'm a tough sniper. Yeah, I will say one one game. So let, let's call Sniper Elite Three my number five. Uh, number four, one. another uh, gruff-voiced shooter, uh, Wolfenstein, uh, New Order. That I, is also a good I game. thought was really fucking good. I'm Wolfenstein. It's my first day at school. And and it had some, like, <laughs> for, for for something that is marketed and uh, looks like a thuddingly dumb shooter, yeah. like, it had some kind of surprising, like, mindfuck moments. Like It's very Tarantino-esque, is yeah. what I gathered. Well, there's... The the one that sticks with me is there's a moment where like it, you can you can go to sleep in these interval things in like the mm-hmm. resistance uh, headquarters, and uh, there's this woman who's kind of crazy and she like just you, you BJ wakes up in the middle of the night and she's just like sitting there staring at him and he's like why don't you get to sleep it's like no sleep I might die like what are you what are you talking about <laughs> and like she spins this whole thing about how. You are nothing. Your your consciousness is nothing but chemical reactions produced in your brain. And when you go to sleep, those chemical reactions shut down. So what is happening to you, in essence, is that every day a new consciousness is uh, reawakening, and it's it's like the birth of a new being, and uh, who has access to all your memories and thoughts and feelings, but who is a different 
creature uh, than the who you were yesterday. Does that work on commenters on PC Gamer Dragon Age Inquisitor articles? <laughs> I don't know, but it was just—it's such a weird it's, it's way called, to think it's about it. Like Dragon I can't Age get it out of my inclusion. Head. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. I have some yeah. books I will give you before you leave. Wow. Because you think it's entry level shit, okay? Yeah, that's it's, it's ent- entry level hipster bullshit. Fine, I, I, fine, fine. I'll get you educated on consciousness. I'll just go home and listen to my granddaddy and Neutral Milk Hotel CDs <laughs> okay. and enjoy the rest of my entry level hipster bullshit. Thank you. No, you'll 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 you'll, you'll appreciate my contribution to your intellect. Well, I, I doubt I, that. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get you on my level, Michael. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's say uh, Infamous Second Son is another favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, I heard about that game. It's game. If you spend $400 on a new system that hasn't paid off yet. Yeah. It is It is the most next-gen looking thing mm-hmm. uh, on consoles right mm-hmm. now. So. I loved watching the the way, like, you can, when you suck neon out of a light. Oh, like, yeah. The way, like, just the little particles move around. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely very next-gen. What wasn't next-gen when I played it was when I had a mission that was like, destroy four boxes. Like, boy, this feels very next-gen to yeah, me. Like, yeah. Go to the docks, destroy four boxes. But it looks the part. Yes, it does. Um, I also, this is already way too high on my list, but I did really enjoy Watch Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... And obviously, like, only one thing on my list will actually reflect what was on Fidget Game Apocalypse's mm-hmm. list, because mm-hmm. those are a little more objective. Sounds These are good. more personal. Um, Watch Dogs I enjoyed, and Jazz Punk is mm. probably my number one. So good. Wow. Yeah. Well, just uh, because it explores something like, like comedy is just something yeah. so... It is so it is poorly a, in It is games. a game based on comedy. I think that, that, is the, that is the glory of the discovery in Jazz and Punk. It also What's the has, funniest thing that can happen here? Uh, at one point, you're wandering around, mm. you find a cake sitting out in the middle of nowhere. You open it up. It's a computer. On this computer, you can play Wedding Quake. Which is just, it's just, it's just Quake, like a round of Quake, but uh, with everything reskinned to be like a wedding thing. So like the gun is a champagne uh, bottle that you shoot the cork out of and it's that's, terrible. That's pretty great. Yeah. Gatling gun is a cake with candles, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty great. That's great. Right? Tell us yours. Yeah, Maybe tell us yours. Your, your five or just one favorite games of 2014 so far how about one you can tell us you can tell us in uh yeah they'll make for a shorter segment next <laughs> week you can tell us by going to um t- tell you what if you just want to make a list five if you want to give reasons one uh Ooh, nice you can answer by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums Laser Time Show discussion. Whoever starts that thread gets read first on next week's show. Uh, posting the question too, please. Or mm-hmm. if uh, that's too much trouble, you can just comment under the article for episode 70. So that's pretty much the show. Let's do a quick round of plugs. You can follow me personally at Wikiparas. Follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Very important because if you want to know when the show goes up, like at 3, 4, 5, 8 a.m., <laughs> that's where it'll. I'll, I'll post about it first. And uh, please read my Sniper Elite 3 review at IGN and watch the video. And comment that I and did. say more of these, please. Yes, yes. I love <laughs> this, this reviewer's voice. More it is amazing. Keep in Yes. We all, well, you also reviewed Transformers for GamesRadar.com. I did. What a piece of crap. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, that's where I work, GamesRadar.com. <laughs> also, <laughs> no, the, the crap he's referring to is Transformers. Transformers, not GamesRadar. <laughs> okay, your, your segue was bad. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's late. I didn't mean to say that. 
guys, uh, yeah, GamesRadar.com. That's the thing I work for professionally. You can follow me on Twitter, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. And lastly, I, on the Laser Time Network, do Cape Crisis, the weekly comic book podcast, where we talk about what? comic books. Where we talk about comic books oh, with the say Chris it again. Dentista, Brad Elston. And this week. And Bill Hartman's, Hartman's ghost. Goodman's Musical guest, Adele. <laughs> <laughs> Musical guest, Tin Machine. <laughs> That's me. Anyone else? Uh, laser time. This week we're, uh, talk- we have an episode up called Who is Immortal? Where our uh, panel of nerdy dipshits try and figure out which fictional characters are actually immortal according huh. to their own canon. Uh, it's a little more difficult than you think, and uh, almost everybody who writes things with immortal characters doesn't understand the definition of immortality. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Especially underscore... Especially Tolkien. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tyler underscore Wild on Twitter. Thank you to the person who I can't remember your name who told me I was right about something was, on uh, this show. It was Cantista on Twitter. It was, oh, it was Cantista who told me I was right about something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, but someone did, and it, it, it made me feel... I had a tingly feeling in my heart. Uh, read my Sniper Elite 3 review don't, don't. on PCGamer.com because it's more correct than <laughs> Michael's Sniper Elite Well, it's written review. from a different perspective. It something. is a very different perspective. Is there a dueling sniper song anywhere? On? They're both equally I sure right. I hope so. Um, contrary to popular belief, people who review games differently don't... Mm-hmm. Uh, They're both honest get, scores. ...get into fisticuffs about it, Yeah, and one of them has not been bought. Uh, that's not yeah, how it no. works. Uh, one of them has not been bought. Yeah. But, but I guess I guess Sniper <laughs> 11 I, out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was bought by that other sniper game to give it a 70. Oh, yeah, I see. That, that one no one likes. What's it called? Uh, uh, sniper Ghost Warrior? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sniper, yeah. sniper Noob? <laughs> not good. Not good. I remember seeing that Ghost Warrior 2 at E3, and like my first reaction was like, wait, didn't V2, didn't Sniper <laughs> yeah. Elite already come out? Like, yeah. do we have to read? Sniper Elite V2 and Sniper this? Ghost, yeah. Ghost Warrior 2 came out like just around the same time. One was okay. One uh. was not good at all. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, yeah, PCGamer.com. We have a new show on YouTube called Ooh. The PC Gamer Show, uh, which obviously... I was not invited. We're trying, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I think it's good. The first episode is good. We're going to get better. Yes, we're not hilarious sketch comedians, but we're definitely, like... Well, maybe you should be. Have you tried being hilarious sketch comedians? Yeah, and we're, we're, we're getting there. I mean, yes. it's, it's just like, you know... Breaking out of depression, all you have to do is actually <laughs> not be depressed anymore. I, I have to say, I was totally shocked by like how much the response was positive. Yeah, yeah, there are some people saying these guys aren't funny, they're dumb. But there are some <laughs> people saying like this was really fun to watch, and that made me I really think happy. Anybody's going to sit through the whole episode is going to have something positive. To we say. worked really hard on it, and we're doing an episode every. You're two being weeks. a knee jerk dipshit, then yeah, whatever. We're doing an episode every two weeks, and like we're having fun, and we're just trying to show what. We do in the office, and what I only know you, Wes, and Evan personally, but I can't. I would totally watch a show with you guys on it. We, yeah, we just tr- we're trying to have fun on camera. You guys have a good rapport, right? um, and it can be tough when a camera is on you. You freeze up naturally, but we're nope. getting over that. <laughs> we're getting over that, and we're we're doing good stuff. So watch it, uh, please watch. It's got like seven thousand yeah. views. That's pretty good. Nice. Watch it, Buster. 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 Also known as a scrub. No, a scrub's also known as a <laughs> Buster. almost as many yes. people as listen yes. to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey. Watch Go check it. that out. Co- say something nice about it, please. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're working really, really, really hard because it's like, I mean, you guys know what doing video is like. It's like in in conjunction with all your other duties. Now stop and mm. hey, spend this three take, hours doing a video. This will take eight times longer than anything you do yeah. all day. Uh, it's tough and it's fun, but mm-hmm. uh, anyway, that's I, my plug's been the longest, so I'll stop. Okay, Ladies and gentlemen, we're on YouTube. All right, well that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? I dropped something. This is what happens when you do podcasts after pizza. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I don't like doing it. Is that what's giving me farty bud?